Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome in to Talking in Cars with DJs, a subset of the Talking Trek podcast. I am your host, Ultimate DJs, here with an impromptu meeting of the minds here this morning. Uh, Bubba Joe, welcome into the stage and uh, and for being responsive to a ping only moments ago saying, hey, listen, you want to do something impromptu? You want to you want to jump on stage for maybe an hour, 90 minutes or so just to talk about this roadmap that popped to everybody's surprise, including my own with no advanced knowledge and no uh, insight into what has been offered in this roadmap. So that leaves me open to be uh, to be able to speculate along with, with you guys and talk about the contents of this roadmap, be it expansive or not, Bubba Joe. I feel like this roadmap is less full than other roadmaps of the past. On the other hand, I see a couple of features that do look like they could be heavier than things we've seen in the past. You know, for example, we've seen things like ship uh, customization, ship skins, which may technologically at its core be a complicated issue. But, you know, these items in the roadmap do look like fundamental game changes and therefore could be taking an extreme amount of bandwidth, Bubba Joe. Sure. Let's break in. It, It could be. It could be. Let's break into the first item, the first item on our roadmap as public on the official Discord this morning by um, a Fluffy Unicorn. Shout out. Uh, let's talk about this first one. Lower deck abilities or lower deck officers. Bubba Joe, this has actually been discussed in the community for quite some time about adding additional abilities uh, to the ships that are flying around, adding more capability and more functionality and more customization uh, of sorts to the crews that you guys are loading out. For example, uh, we have spent a great deal of time over the last several months talking about specifically Ops 51 Plus and how your hostels are totally brand spanking new to the game and require a very different uh, methodology than a traditional Pike Moreau Chen. For example, these underdeck abilities potentially adding extra utility to your ship could change the game in a lot of ways for a lot of players. Sure. Sure. Um, what they're showing is kind of a, you know, the, the, the image itself is, is kind of funny. Um, and we can talk about that if you want. Um, but, uh, but they show is, you know, your crew loadout and you have the captain's maneuver and then the three officer abilities. And then right next to that is an expansion area for other abilities. And it shows that in this case, two of them are active and two others are not don't know if that means that they're going to retroactively add below deck abilities for officers or if they're going to introduce new officers that have below deck abilities. And those will be the only ones. There's very little information on exactly how this will manifest. But additional abilities, you know, even if it's, you know, we're talking about percentages to critical or accuracy or maybe some damage reduction, you know, things like that. You know, maybe, maybe Chen below decks uh does something fairly small right as opposed to putting her uh on the bridge so you know there's always the potential that they could uh mimic some of the officer abilities that are there or they could introduce new ones that'll just add to your capability um think about mining crews right so you know we have some mining crews that have um that have you know like the uh the the augments that have you know kind of the mediocre ability to 
um, to protected cargo, but, you know, maybe putting them below deck is going to give you some other benefits. So I think that there's some potential here. This could be a pretty big change, although the image they posted is actually really funny. So we can talk a little bit about that image. Uh, the one, first of all, a player pointed this out to me earlier this morning. What is humorous about is the name of the captain's maneuver uh, in the uh, in the ship dock there. And I actually, I need to go back and look. What was the um, the captain that was listed there? Let me pull so this. Oh, it lists it lists through Kirk as the captain, and his captain's maneuver is: I'm a doctor, not a UI designer. Ah. Yeah. So clearly, obviously, uh, definitely from some type of staging environment that is not probably applicable to the game. And of course, we do see the disclaimer in the announcement. Be aware that the screenshot is a work in progress and may differ from the final version. I think that's probably very safe to assume, given that Kelvin yep. Kirk, not a doctor, nor a UI designer. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what is interesting to note there, uh, as you had uh, mentioned, is the alteration of the ui right there in the fact that you've got the three icons that presumably will function as they are now they'll be clickable to see what the officer ability is but then you've got that under deck slot or that little extra piece of ui that represents the under deck slots and even in this case in the screenshot you see five active under deck slots or five unlocked slots along with a sixth one that is locked out indicating that this ship is not, in fact, maxed out at its highest tier level. But in the, in the UI, you do see all six slots there, including the five that are unlocked and one that is locked. More interesting, you see that two of those five slots do appear to have underdeck abilities active, despite the fact that there are four officers under deck, Bubba Joe. And again, if we can take any semblance of accuracy out of this screenshot, then we can presume that not all officers will have underdeck abilities, either that or, God forbid, knock on wood, there is some way to activate them, which would almost certainly, uh, yeah, which would, which would almost certainly involve some type of a currency, some type of cooldown, or some type of acquisition of this currency. Um, that said, still a lot of unknown here as we uh, look at this roadmap and, and determine. One interesting thing broadly that I like to, that I have enjoyed Bubba Joe over their history of deploying roadmaps is there's not a lot of um, inconsistency or perhaps creativity, maybe is not the right word, but uh, keeping players on their toes, Bubba Joe, in that the roadmaps are almost always introduced in their listing order. Like if you look back over the last uh, several roadmaps that we've had, they provide a list of features, and those lists are typically, not always, but typically introduced in that order. And, and further, we go back and look at the introduction of the roadmaps, and that first item is usually introduced relatively promptly. Like, we see, you know, the first item on the roadmap for the last several roadmaps, and it's usually, it's usually a pretty quick deployment the next month or the month after. So that would, just based on precedent, indicate to me that lower deck abilities or below deck officers are probably closer than we may uh, realize in the fact that it could launch within days or even several weeks uh, of today's announcement. Bubba, have you ever really noticed that correlation? And would you expect this 
type of feature, being that its potential is certainly massive, right? Do you think that this is something that could potentially be ready for deployment in a matter of days? I do, uh, but I also think it will be phased like they will do ATAs. Like maybe they will introduce, they could introduce a new set of officers uh, you know, for whatever this next arc is going to bring us, and they will have the underdeck abilities, but other people will not. Or there'll be a limited subset that have it, and that there could be kind of this phased grow into this kind of deployment. Uh, I mean, I could be surprised, and it could be, you know, boom, here's everything. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that something like that could be that it's just a matter of updating the UI, and 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 if they do it just with some new officers, I definitely think that that could be something that could be coded in and ready to go i would not expect every officer in the game to have this right away uh that's just me personally i think that's a lot of work to have done of course you know we could talk about how much work we think they did for the last two arcs um so maybe they've been working on this for two months uh instead but uh but yeah so i I think this is something that could come pretty quickly well let's let's look at a couple of these items in the chat you guys are saying you know there could be a trait xp tie-in uh, to activating these under deck abilities. I would almost probably agree that there could be some style of mechanic similar to Trade XP, but do I think that they're going to tie these two features together? Ultimately, no, I don't think that that would be the case, Bubba Joe, because from a business perspective, let's be fair, from a business perspective, it would only make sense to create this new feature with its own life cycle and its own revenue model and its own path towards completion uh, that would not so heavily rely on another feature that has its own loop already, you know? No, um, I, I, I completely, I completely agree, DJ. I don't think that this is something that's going to uh, leverage something that's in the game. This is going, I, you know, I, I would love to be wrong, but there is going to be a new resource a newer way that you're going to have to unlock these abilities. There are going to be hoops you're going to have to jump through. And then there's going to be a new resource that is going to be required to unlock these abilities. I, I, I am a hundred percent certain that's how that will deploy. I, I would right. agree. I, I think anybody who's, who's witnessed scopely implementation over the last three, uh, well, three and a half years uh, from now that, you know, that their, their loops don't often interact uh, in in such a great way. I mean, they certainly do in a lot of minor ways. You know, this loop is good for sourcing that, and this loop is good for providing buffs to this, and and so forth and so on. But uh, I would imagine that the actual loop of of these below deck officer abilities uh, it will probably be somewhat standalone. Uh, that said, it is very interesting to postulate what these abilities could be. And, for example, talking about what the potential risk is here, Bubba Joe, I mean, let's say that it is like away teams where every officer in the game comes out with a below-deck ability. First of all, it's going to require massive creativity and massive potential for breaking stuff. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. let's, let's like, face it, it there are... Be- there are it's going to be one of two things. Either they're going to leverage the officer ability that already exists and maybe reduce it or truncate it or something like that. Or it's going to be a brand new ability. And if it's a brand new ability, then there's all sorts of chances that the thing is going to come off the rails in a big hurry. So 
Well, um, we already know that there are certain ways that officers can interact with each other, even within the bridge, that Scopely may or may not have ever intended. I think in a lot of cases, not intended is a very safe way to put it. Uh, for example, we talk about, you know, we've done a lot of t- discussion this month on ROM uh, and crass and the baby jelly and synergy and, you know, burning and things like that. And I would imagine that while some things were probably certainly at their forefront of their of their imagination, some things were not, including, for example, I'm firmly in the camp with Ripper that the baby jelly was not anticipated um, and and firmly with Bubba Joe that two rounds of delayed shots was probably never uh, anticipated nor expected. Uh, But that's how the game performs. And uh, from a game design perspective, from a player perspective, uh, uh, similar to my own, you have been very loud in your opinion that Scopely has a very limited foresight in the way that their designs can actually implement into the game, right? Yeah. So I, I think that you're right. I think that, you know, that they've done a couple of things, right? So uh, you could not have looked at this game two years ago and said, they're, they're going to have room for trade XP, right? And traits. Like you'd look at the officer card and go, where are they going to put it? And they came up with a way to engineer it so that you could use traits and that they could work on away team's assignments. And so, I mean, there is some there is some robustness to this that has allowed them to continue to expand features that you know seem relatively set in stone like officers. You know, we're talking. They're showing on the screen. They're showing officers like you know Kirk, Spock, and Uhura who have been here forever, right? So they're not new. They're not um, you know that that they're talking. You know, they're they're trying to imply that they have the ability to. To get these abilities, although the two that they're showing that have the abilities are Khan and Stamets. So, okay, you know, which ones get that? Who knows? But I think that the fact that they have a um, a robustness to the game that allows them to continue to add on in meaningful ways, and hopefully this will be meaningful. Hopefully this is something that manifests in a way that uh, players can really perceive and, and see, and it's, you know, a research that adds an exocomp that adds 10% damage or something like that. Well, and, and coming into the chat, I see a couple of, of comments. Uh, Nazi from server 139. Good morning. From a software development perspective, it literally is impossible to be able to foresee every interaction within the game. And Scopely has literally said that before. We've acknowledged it before. There is somewhat of a collective hive mind, Bubba Joe, within the community where let's say, you know, 15 Scopely developers are brainstorming an idea, but we have tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of players in the community contributing data, experimenting, testing, and coming up with permutations that may never have been on the forefront of Scopely's mind. That said, so, and that's, that's exactly how we found things like with ROM, you know? I mean, who would have thought right. of the baby jelly and, and who would have thought of crass? These are players who are familiar with the game's mechanics and familiar with how the game does perform to say, ah, this would be an interesting test to see if this is actually going to hold true. Uh, same way with Jesse and the way that he uh, accurately, and I, and I reinforce what he said, you know, despite, <laughs> despite the funny and the entertainment that came with that episode, Bubba Joe, that gone, Jesse was right about the way that Rom performs, both in his captain's maneuver and his officer ability. Maybe the explanation wasn't 100% spot on, but his application was accurate. 
you know, and and that comes from his being familiar and being able to uh, to to see beyond the UI into his own experiences drawn from from software development as to how things could potentially work. He was right and foresaw some of those potential things. So let's spend a few minutes on this before we move on to the next item. What potential what potential benefits or fallacies could present with lower deck abilities? I mean, I can see great potential with this. As you mentioned, we could see passive abilities such as mining. We could see stat abilities. We could see combat abilities, uh, boost to to critical chances and damage boost to uh the effectiveness of mitigation and piercing and and you know uh just a a gazillion different things let me me give you another example so let's say that they just put in that they've decided okay well we're going to go the way that we think is the least invasive and we're going to put in a lesser version of the officer ability you have the ability to unlock a lesser version of the officer ability well okay well, then let's put TOS, uh, let's put Enterprise Crew Spock, Kelvin Spock, below decks with a TOS crew, right? They're triggering a morale. They get his officer ability to regenerate shields. Like, even if it's not as powerful as it is when he's on above deck or something like that. I mean, that sort of combination of abilities. Now, again, it could be completely different, but it, it also kind of seems like something Scopely would think about, hey, why don't we just take the abilities we already have and let's just give you more options of them. And I think that's a real, that's in line with the types of things that Scopely does. So so now you have the ability, in a way, not necessarily to the full extent they get as an officer, but you have the ability to maybe maximize the synergy with the captain and still get some of those officer abilities that you really would like to be able to have. Things like Jayla, things like uh, Kelvin Spock, um, things like Khan. So I think there's a pretty high potential there to uh, really shake up crews. I mean, obviously, if you're below 50 and you're still using Pike Mero Chen or Pike Mero Talon, like that's the, nothing is ever going to touch that. And the fact that they limited those to 50, to a certain subset of hostels um, kind of tells you that they never want to revisit that. Um, so, I, Or if they do, it's going to be a much, much harder officer to get, and it's going to be probably far more limited. So I'm not expecting something like that, but I am expecting them to, you know, really shake up the way you think about PvP officers, the way you think about facing off against hostiles, um, or, or like mission hostiles, yellow hostiles, things like that. I think they could really shake up the way that the that combat in this game works. Um, and especially for those of you who are dealing with the current hostile hitting crews post-51, where you can't use Pike Moreau or Picard Beverly and Chen or Talon, or can't use them as effectively, I think that, you know, something like this is really going to open up the doors of what you're going to be able to achieve as it relates to hitting hostiles. But it definitely is going to shake up PvP, and it's definitely going to shake up uh, hitting mission hostiles, and and it could shake up, like, armadas. Like, there's a lot of things that could really happen there. A deal says that I'm overhyping the feature, and, and that is almost really truthfully a deal that's almost always the case. Right. Like because we see the potential that something like this can provide and almost always it doesn't present in the exact way that we expect or anticipate or even wish it to be. Um, There is a side benefit here in today's conversation, a deal, because I have not seen what is coming. I have not. uh, I was not even given 
an advanced copy of this roadmap, which I did complain about. <laughs> so I, I don't know um, what could potentially be coming with this, which allows me to get my creative imagination juices running a deal. And, and obviously, you know, what we are imagining, again, as a collective community hive mind, what we're imagining could potentially be beyond what Scopely's capable of or beyond what they've had time to work on. Bubba, you had mentioned a few moments ago that we did feel that there was not a lot of tech and not a lot of real ingenuity based in the Ferengi arcs one and two. And even we said as a community during the first Ferengi arc, golly, we hope that they're working on something big. Like that would be the only excuse, and it's not even really an excuse, but that would be the only explanation that that would even remotely pacify some players is if they were working on something massive. And and this does have that potential. On the other hand, Aries from Server 14 says, Scopely maximizing potential is not something that typically that we see. And I don't necessarily, uh, listen, I don't disagree. You know, we look at exocomps. A lot of people still feel that that is a very lackluster feature. I do truly believe in it because of its uh, nickel and dime style benefit, Bubba Joe. But it's certainly not as big as what we would like to see, you know. Um, and, and that I think is a very fair thing to say. On the other hand, you got Velvet Thunder saying, listen, if this is too potent, then it could literally break the game, you know, uh, in, in day trade agreeing, saying it's very risky that we can already come close to certain officer combinations that would result in zero damage. Well, that clearly cannot happen, you know, so there is going to have to be some very, very careful uh, selection with how these abilities are going to interact and Bubba Joe, what could potentially trigger them, you know, um, and, and let's not, I, I don't expect this, but Dekix, uh, from European mystery server indicates, listen, this could also be spelling the promotion of officers beyond level 30. Now, just in a quick rebuttal to that Dekix, I don't know that that narratively supports an underdeck officer. Narratively, I think that there is a very clear tie-in to what IP could be coming. You guys are talking about it in chat. There, I mean, there's a whole series dev devoted to the workings of of the peon officers, right? So I don't necessarily Prodigy. agree that. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly right, Prodigy. Um, <laughs> I, I don't exactly see taking an officer to a legendary status or taking him to captain or admiralty or general style status uh, by promoting the tiers or, or expanding the tiers of officers. I don't actually expect that in this case, Dekix, we've always hypothesized that it could come, but I don't expect that in this case because it just narratively wouldn't fit. You know, it, it would not fit narratively if you're looking for, you know, below decks abilities that are, supposed to be basically support you know not as pronounced as what may happen on the bridge not as pronounced as what should maybe possibly happen in the captain's chair um but you know certainly that is possible but i don't know that it narratively supports this entire theory so what's interesting to think about is that there is a potential for uh 
a problem in this game, right? So we've talked often had a conversation about how players have these banks of resources that they're not going to be able to spend, or they're not going to be like maybe it's transporter patterns, maybe it's uh, ultra recruits. Officer XP is one of those. If you look, there is a there are people that desperately need there are players that desperately need officer XP, and there are people that have hundreds of millions of officer XP and never going to be able to spend it. So. Dekix may be onto something. There might be something where they go, okay, so it's not that we're going to give you any more new officer abilities, or but we'll give you some maybe some additional stats, uh, maybe, or it might just be that you have to invest this large amounts of officer XP into this. Although that would then preclude the lower ops players that don't have an overabundance of officer XP from really participating. So probably not how it could manifest but that's not the worst thing in the world to as a way to burn down these massive banks of of officer intel that uh that some players have well the fact that that officer abilities are specifically mentioned in this roadmap it does certainly make sense that the traditional form of promoting officers enhancing abilities and and using officer xp could absolutely uh, play a part in this. And we will see. In my mind, out of the entire roadmap, this is probably the first item that we see. And and just as a, a funny point, it had, again, NDA notwithstanding Bubba Joe, uh, I, I think it, I can all remember who made the comment. It was kind of funny. Oh, Haddock, Silver 156, welcome. Uh, it says, NDA tries to make you avoid the name of an IP. Good news, as I've mentioned a couple times, they did give me nothing. I know nothing. So I, I have no problem saying the name of the IP that this would seemingly jive with Bubba Joe, which would, in fact, be Lower Decks. You know, um, I mean, that's the name of the freaking show, you know. Um, and let's not pretend that that has not been something that even Rev Deuce and myself have not advocated for for a very long time. I believe that this game would benefit from a lighthearted, comical, humorous um, set of events or, or a piece of content that would just kind of give players a little bit of a breath of fresh air. Everything about this game is typically so serious and players make it serious, you know, with their ROEs and their wars and their, and their territories and and the game could be very intense, Bubba Joe. Wouldn't it be nice if we just had something goofy? And, and let's look. Lower Decks, as a property, is incredibly goofy. It is the, uh, for lack of better terms, it's the, uh, the Seth MacFarlane version of Star Trek. You know, I mean, obviously that would be, you know, a totally different uh, different property there. But But you understand kind of what I'm saying. This is... It could all tie together with a nice, neat little boat. Is Scopely capable of that level of of tie-in and synergy and and deployment and narrative? And is CBS on board? You know, CBS has uh, very clearly impacted this game and the direction that it goes. Um, you know, we saw Discovery come out with the launch of of a new season. So, you know, there's a lot that CBS has its hand in when it comes to. We've talked about this in the past, Bubba Joe cross-platform marketing you know uh just out of curiosity is when is does the new season of lower deck start i believe it's april isn't it or is it 
Is it later? I don't think it's April. Oh, okay. I don't think it's April. Okay, it's later. My bad. That would have been, see, that was also a reason I was kind of leaning in that direction. But if it's not happening, then so be it. Um, what is happening but, but, in I in mean, uh, it, April is, it, is first contact day. So maybe we could see something Borgie related. Maybe. I don't know. To counter your point, just the teeniest, tiniest bit. Like, I, can they do this? Sure, right? They they tied in, um, they tied in the Discovery arc to when Discovery it was on. I think season two, maybe it was season one. I think it was season two. Um, so yes, they have that capability, but they also have the capability of doing five months of TNG and not releasing the ship. <laughs> Again. Coming back to the comment that was uh, eloquently stated in a chat, Scopely does seem to more often than not miss the mark on a feature's full potential. So, uh, you know, there is that. Now, in fairness, a deal says, well, they promised us DS9 early this year. That no, no, is no. not verbally accurate. They it's didn't. not. They did not. They, they said DS9 in 2022. That's they all they did. They did indeed. Good morning, Ripper. Well, good evening for you. How are you, sir? Welcome. Eh, you know, we'll see about that. <laughs> He's like, hey, listen, it's 5.30 in the evening for him, and I'm saying good morning. He already knows that it was, in fact, a good morning or not. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to take a pass on that. Um, that said, you know, DS9 has been, I, I think that it's safe a deal to to say that Scopely has confirmed its arrival, right? Like it was in a roadmap, but time frame was not specified. And and clearly, you know, backing up 20 minutes, Bubba Joe, DS9 may in fact be the roadmap item that that bust my chronological release theory as well. Uh, because DS9 was there and has not, in fact, implemented with this most recent version of the October roadmap. And here we are with a new March version of the roadmap, which would indicate that DS9 has not presented during this roadmap lifecycle. That said, it is arguable. It is arguable that DS9 has begun, Bubba Joe, with the Ferengi. I mean, Quark was a big, big piece of that. So maybe in some kind of subtle way, DS9 has already begun. Maybe we are just ramping up. Who knows? Absolutely no idea. I mean, there okay. are some 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 of the things on the roadmap do fit DS9. They do. Let's and take a look. That all of the features they are aiming for the next six months. That's mm -hmm. true. That's true. So let's take a look um, at uh, and and real quick, somebody did post the screenshot of the teaser for DS9, and nowhere does it give early or time frame, or any of that stuff. I think it's very possible that we could have already begun DS9. But it does tell you to keep your big earlobes open. <laughs> That's right. Keep listening to the content creators of whom we are not going to give any information whatsoever. Wait, what? That way, that way we can know. I told him that we had no advanced knowledge of the roadmap, so no, uh, no earthly idea what uh, was contained within this roadmap or how and when it's going to present. No, no, we said, just, no, no, DJ, we just excluded you. Why would you exclude me? <laughs> I'm, I don't a know. Con I'm a content creator too. Meow. That hurts my feelings. Anyway, 
um, un- unless you're um, elevating me to a step above. I've, have yeah. I been have I been unofficially elevated to the role of community manager? Let me be clear. Maybe. I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. You know, you have ascended. <laughs> Maybe I have ascended. Send it to CM over the regular Discord. Congratulations. And uh, take a hard pass. I officially resign my commission. <laughs> effective, effective immediately. I do not Second accept. resignation behind Aries. <laughs> yeah, I do not accept. Actually, that's not true. There was, okay, real funny inside story. No names. There was a CM who this and this has been a while okay this has been what ripper eight nine months ago that was hired who oh boy who lasted a couple of weeks like (laughs) no lie was there for a few weeks and bolted all right so no i would not be the fastest one uh ever to to give up that uh that responsibility bubba joe there was somebody here uh not i'm sorry not me aries uh, there was somebody here who lasted literally a fraction of the time Aries did. Uh, shout out, Aries. We love you, buddy. All right, let's move to the next item in, in the roadmap, Bubba Joe. We spent some time on lower decks uh, and the below deck abilities and, and what could potentially come with that without knowing uh, exactly what is going to be implemented, how it's going to be implemented, or to what scale it could be implemented. But certainly, um, I would imagine players just in wrapping that up Bubba Joe maybe we'll spend 10 seconds on this in wrapping up the the uh below deck officers abilities I would imagine that it does contain excitement for some players but maybe tepidly so we have been disappointed in the past and and moreover things have have come out that have been broken or take time to fix i.e Wesley Crusher still not working you know so we look at some things like that and and it gives us pause or gives us concern but I do feel that this can bring a new dimension, uh, a new type of, of, uh, of frontier, so to speak, to, to explore and experiment with and break down Bubba Joe. So it does actually give me some excitement to just mathematically see how it presents and what it will give me within the game. Yeah? No? Um, I'm sorry, was there a question there? Well, I just wanted, I wanted your wrap-up, your summary. I, this particular piece of the roadmap, how does it actually make you feel in your gut? Uh, I am cautiously optimistic. It's the thing I am most optimistic for in the roadmap. Okay. So good segue. Let's talk about the next item in the roadmap, which would be expanded cross-server capabilities. Ripper, um, this past month, we talked about the what they implemented this month with cross-server leaderboards being step one. It was a cornerstone. It had to be done. And it did present with a slight problem. Not, I think, game-breaking, but certainly was not 100% bug-free. That said, in my opinion, and I know this is not shared by many, Bubba Joe, but in my opinion, this first run was a successful test. All right? The problem that we had... What? The, the problem that we had was with labels, okay? L- just simply labels, all right? And the recalling of those labels across servers, all right? The core functionality, Bubba Joe, the scoring, the ranking, the identification, uh, the metrics, uh, the, the server identification, I mean, the metrics of the scoring and the live environment and the live manner in which those scores updated. 
I feel was successful. Wasn't 100%, obviously. They've got this labeling issue that they need to resolve, uh, and it is going to take some code, uh, they indicate to us. It's going to take some further engineering and some further design to to make that work uh, properly. But I do think that at its core, the event functioned as it was intended to uh, for the purposes of this first step. You sound like you disagree. So I have a number of problems with the way that the server versus server leaderboard events uh, facilitated. Um, one, there, there seemed to be a lack of balance in the servers that I saw in terms of, um, especially at the top end, right? So if you're in a server that has players from 60 to, to 20, right? You have the whole gamut. So each bracket has its own little kind of uh, grouping. Um, you know, that's fine until you get to that top bracket that, you know, if you have a server that has a rare G5 ship, like, and you have a server that doesn't, like, that server with the rare G5 ship is going to be able to destroy all the armadas with no problem. They're going to be able to destroy more hostiles. And so I don't think that they did a very good job of pairing the servers in terms of how that top bracket. Now, the others, the brackets all seem to be tiered around the quality of ship that was available except that top bracket so i have problems with the way that they matched up the servers from my perspective as a 51 plus um and i also don't like the 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 naming is obviously was a problem because you couldn't really see granted you had your server here talking trek server where you could connect with people on that server and that made it a little bit better for you um so so you could identify who those players were Almost nobody else had that. So it was a very, um, uh, in my opinion, like the one thing it had to do was keep track of short scores and show you who you're competing against. And it only did one of those. Well, I, I, I see what you mean, but I still I, think it generally was it, the event worked. Correct. And, and listen, I'm not discounting anybody who, who says otherwise in the chat. They're like, man, Scopely has really lowered expectations if you call this event a success. Guys, this was not the final product. And I know, Bubba, you had mentioned this uh, earlier in the month. Like, this is not what I wanted with cross-server play. This is not the end-all, be-all when it comes to cross-server play. This was a required first step, a required first piece of implementation. And, and again, I know from a player-facing perspective, it's difficult to to see the stuff that you can't see, right? That might be an oxymoron. It's impossible to see what you can't see, but but trust when you know players like myself or Ripper come at you and say, "Listen, this was actually a pretty significant technological feat for them, Bubba Joe, uh, on the back end." I mean, in the past, cross server play has always had to resort to an outside website. And now it is actually working within the game, within the game server as a real live-time uh, scoring update. Further, those websites always had to be batched, remember? Baba Joe, they would always be like two hours behind, you know? And this was live-time scoring. So uh, I feel like given the way that this event worked and the way that it's never worked before, that this was a positive move towards a final piece of cross-server play, which also the roadmap indicates, Bubba Joe, is that their end game, their 
their end game, their expected final result is interacting or invading or defending in some cases, whatever, is actually playing on other game servers. And I believe that that is the goal with which Scopely launched these events this month. That's the goal that we see in the roadmap. And that's the goal that we should all be hoping for as they continue to investigate the technology needed. Uh, Jesse, you say in the chat, and I'm getting ready to enter my second tunnel. So I'll just, I, I won't go on about it. No edit marker needed. But Jesse, you disagree. I say this is not a technological achievement by any means. Can you explain? It's, I mean, honestly, the communicating across servers is not hard. It is a very basic thing to, to make. Uh, keeping the servers in sync, also not a very difficult task. Whether, I mean, I don't know how their whole back end is set up and configured, but I mean, honestly, it's just like, you know, I'm, I'd rather them focus on fixing the game that we have already before they start introducing all these new fit or features, which would cause even more bugs. <clears throat> and I mean, eventually it's going to get to a point to where it's so bugged, we can't even play the game. So it's like, you know, what's the priority here? Well, and I would presume that the bugs you're referring to or the playability that you're referring to really kind of stems down to one issue. It comes down to lag mm, and, no. and, and, and server capabilities. Like, for example, we mentioned earlier, just kind of, you know, before we started taping, the black hole of points that occurred yet again this Monday. Um, the, the server's lack of capability of keeping up with demand at certain times or with certain demands see server um the go, go on i was gonna say no it's not really the i mean yes lag is one thing but it, honestly it's the interface it's the in the the user interface itself is just not where it should be it's very clunky it's slow it it's very buggy and it's just not it's not a good user experience in the end I, I would love if they worked on the interface more, if they worked on how things are laid out and made it to where, you know, I spent 10 minutes this morning collecting crap, you know, like my syndicate, my line store, my everything. I was like, good Lord, I'm spending 10 minutes just collecting on chests and stuff. This is not very optimal. I don't disagree that I would like a more streamlined process with that. I, I, you know, and so I guess to that point, as a player, I can agree that jumping to 15 different tabs and 17 different buttons with 30 different claims, I, I would agree that I would love a more streamlined process for that. If that is a reflection on the client, then I would agree. That right. said, the UI interface for me, as a general player, as not a coder, not a designer, I don't find, outside of the claims, because that does take a long time, I don't find a lot of, of major problem for me. Maybe it's because I'm used to it. Maybe it's because I know where everything is. Um, maybe it's because I know, you know where I need to go to, to accomplish certain tasks. So outside of the daily claim, which I, I agree, you know, that there could be some improvement upon. 
outside of that, I don't find the client to be particularly clunky, oh. as you say. Okay, so let, let me explain. Whenever you switch to screens, what happens? It, it says preparing on the, on the side, right? Right. What's happening during that time? I presume it's downloading game state. That's usually what I see in the upper right-hand right. corner. Downloading. So that's the problem. That's going into the lag. Me, but okay. Yeah, I mean, yes, it caches stuff. That's cool. But there's still, it creates a delay whenever it has to request information whenever you switch screens. And it's like, dude, you know, why well, can't we and, just and obviously that well that could be faster, but but a lot of times you're you're not just downloading the system, you're actually downloading a live game state, which requires a oh, download yeah. from a central server. You're you've got to find out where other players are, who those players are, what their crews are, where right. the hostels are, where the hostels are flying, and all that stuff is generated by the central server. So there is gonna be an element of of having to obtain the live status of the right. system. But now, if, in that case, you know, Jim mentions pink nodes, still a problem. G37 says then the game crashes sometimes, obviously still a problem. And I don't disagree with any of those things. Uh, Ripper, you had made a comment a second ago. I couldn't hear you. Do you care to comment? I, I just said that it doesn't say preparing for me in the bottom right corner, as Jesse mentioned. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah but... <laughs> I don't I don't get preparing. I get downloading. Uh, it's in the upper or right whatever. corner. I get downloading. But but nonetheless, I mean, I, I expect of those things. Yeah. Well, Ripper, you are also like at the server station. So <laughs> <laughs> Ripper, but, Ripper uh, is in the hub over there in it. Switzerland at the bottom of the ocean. But uh, what, what I mean is whenever you switch between some of those windows, like let's say you're switching between refinery tabs. Is it is it getting a state every time, or is it like as soon as you hit the refinery button, it downloads all the refinery option states? Well, now or, in fairness, there there are some optimizations that could that could surely happen. Now I do not know. Ripper may have better insight uh, into this particular piece. I know that at least two years ago, for example, when you opened the screen to use a speed up, it did download your entire inventory. That was confirmed uh, two years ago by Vita, actually a, a former member of this community. Still pops in from time to time. Ripper, has any, uh, to your knowledge, has any improvement been made on the streamlining or the caching of items that may be redundant or unnecessary when certain commands are called? Uh, Very not broad. really, no. I mean, I'm not quite sure what. Yeah, well, in the in the in the so you're saying it, it downloads the wait when you open the speed up menu two two years ago, Vita was able to confirm using shenanigans <laughs> that that every time you opened the speed up menu, it was actually recalling your entire items no, no, inventory. No, it, doesn't, it doesn't do that. So that's good. That's an improvement that's been made, Jesse, oh, to maybe improve. Okay. I mean, not many recall times. I mean, obviously, if you use some, it you know updates your local state. Right. But well, it's, it's a bit more complicated, you know. But you kind of have to, you know. Yeah. So. No, I, I I get there's certain information that needs to be on the ready in certain scenarios and whatnot. It's just the the amount of requests being called between whenever you switch between screens. Some some of that stuff is unnecessary. Um, and then, but as going back to the whole technological feat thing, it's I'm not impressed. 
this is stuff that I did when I was like 12 years old. So it's not. I get that. But from a comparative point, Jesse, that it's never existed in this game. Right. Are you, are you not at least uh, cognizant of the fact that it is a step towards uh, an end result of true cross-server play? Uh, I, honestly. So let, me, let me see if I can put this in terms that I think Jesse's trying to relate, uh, DJ. Would you be impressed, I mean truly impressed, if a brand new word processor came out and had the ability to copy and paste text? No, I would not. I would not. Okay. That's, I think that's yeah, what Jesse's Bubba. getting at. Thank you, Bubba. That's you know, exactly it. That word processor may never have been able to copy and paste text before, so having that, that capability might be groundbreaking for them, but it's not groundbreaking to, to people. I think that's the point he's trying to get to. That is exactly that, that it. Is, Thank you, Bubba. That's a very fair point. Okay, and I, I totally, I can totally go with that. The the equal comparison that I might make here is that we all have the option of game that we play, right? Like we could play a game with a better UI, we could play a game with better server infrastructure, but we want this game, we want this software to do what other softwares can do, and the fact that they're making steps in that direction, maybe, maybe impressed is not the right word but but glad for that progress maybe maybe a better description bubba i just you know i I am pleased to see that they are making progress towards a a cross-server interaction and and maybe i am um undeservedly impressed by that but i look at it as a piece of tech that this game has never had and it does further the possibilities of potential gameplay and interaction within this game, which I do support and I am a fan of. So it, it does bring me uh, some joy to know that, that within the span of months or years, whatever it may be, I will actually be able to go on to, you know, Bubba Joe's server and, and, you know, kill his miner. Like that, that brings me a great deal of anticipation. So (laughs) I'm excited about that potential. That said, let's talk. I'm not. So, and and, and I think that's the problem. No, 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 no. I'm I'm also not, actually. Hang on, on, DJ. Servers exist in an ecosystem. There's a reason that Scopely does not let players transfer between servers after they've passed a certain ops level, because it will disrupt that ecosystem on that server. You may go, I'm going to go blow up all of Bubba Joe's miners because I really enjoy that. And there's going to be no recourse, right? I can't go. Cause I can just base. beam the back to my server. There. Right. Right. Exactly. So, well, now let's I be fair. This is something that has to be, this is something that is going to have to be handled very carefully. And because if they completely disrupt the server, then this is just going to be chaos that is going to drive lots of players to quit like there are players that won't mind their servers their their miners being hit or their combat ship being hit or their station being hit as long as they can go hit the other player and if it's only for certain events or it's only certain certain things then they're not going to have that opportunity to be able to go and get revenge on that player now if what server versus server means is there's going to be a portal to which you can send a ship to combat with other players that also send their ships to a similar portal 
I think that's going to be something people are going to really enjoy. They're going to be able to see how their ship and their research and their officer crew combinations, which again, the first feature we talked about is going to play heavily into that, right? Potentially, if it is a big thing, how those combinations of things interact versus players of similar power level, right? So I think that server versus server of smashing ships against each other can be very much an appreciated thing. But if it is just if the, what the if the state they're trying to get to is DJ can come onto someone's server and he can and and you've talked about how you enjoy hitting other players miners and the dars and things like that and you can come in and do that and disrupt the balance of that server and then leave that it's is very, I am I am a hundred and fifty percent against that that is very I, clear from the roadmap that is not what they want yeah let, let's be let's be very very clear about two very important pieces of that statement. A, I do not enjoy hunting miners. I enjoy giving Bubba Joe a hard time because he cherishes them so much. All right. A, that's the first and foremost most important piece. Uh, I, <laughs> I, am not a, I am not a miner hunter. That said, Bubba, I believe that it is implied by the roadmap and it is implied uh, by the conversations that, that I've had with you folks and the conversations that I've had with Scopely, and the it's also implied by the mechanics that currently exist. As you mentioned, you cannot transfer servers above a certain ops level. There are certain servers in different stages of evolution, as demonstrated by your pack contents, and even you know most cons uh, recently the lockbox contents. I believe if if I'm looking at my perfect outcome here, it's transferring to to a specified system for the purpose of a specified event, a specified battle, a specified war um, for the purposes of an event or the purposes of some type of challenge. I don't think if e even even if this plays out to be fully cross server implementation, I don't expect I'm going to come over and, and be able to go up and swat, you know, and, and wipe out your miners. I expect that this is going to result in a central location where players can battle. And, and you know, somebody had mentioned it in the chat, kind of like, you know, a Pokemon Go battle, battlefield or, or, you know, any of these other type of, of anime style battlegrounds. What is a, Oliver was really into the, the dinosaurs that, that, not the dinosaurs, but like the creatures that, that, that morph into like a ball, right? Like you play and you got the tiles. What is that? Uh, Bakugan, Bakugan, where like you, you're transported into like a, a bubble, a war ground, a, a, an actual arena for battle. That is honestly, truthfully, what I see um, is, is that type of mechanic. And I, I think it could be expansive and it could be relatively limited. It could be one system. It could also be, the whole of origin space and, and territory space, you know, um, it, it could be something like that. We don't know yet how grand their plans are, but I do agree with you, Bubba Joe. I don't expect that they're going to just allow players to come in and, and completely disrupt um, the lifestyle of a certain, of a certain server. I believe there will be controls, but I do believe that those capabilities are going to result in us being able to actually interact with other players that said dj gurr is going to uh put into the chat the exact same concerns 
uh, that Ripper has had for ages and that Jesse has has mirrored today uh, regarding lag. If they don't fix problems like lag, then that type of experience could never be enjoyable. I mean, it doesn't even function properly within our own server. Now make it two servers, Bubba Joe. These issues must be addressed, and I can firmly attest that even as of what, Ripper? 16 hours ago, Ripper was on a call, harping, screaming, yelling, stamping feet over lag. All right. And not only in the, not even in the voice call, but also in a developer chat yesterday when we're discussing this, this black hole of points that occurs seemingly every freaking Monday these days, Bubba Joe. So um, it's just, it's an odd, it's an odd occurrence. And I believe that, um, I believe that Ripper has very accurately represented the community when, when we say, hey, listen, you know, this stuff has got to get picked up. It's got to get fixed. It's got to get clean before any of these other grand scheme ideas uh, or styles of events can truthfully take place in a way that is going to be enjoyable for the common player. Ripper, do you care to comment on anything like that, or is that a pretty fair summary? No, that sounds sounds about right. I mean, I wasn't stomping with my feet. He definitely was stamping his feet. I heard it. No, I wasn't. <laughs> Were you throwing right. things against the wall? No. Because that's how you make a statement. You throw like a book or a glass or a plate against a wall, really get their attention. <laughs> that, that All of those things absolutely happen. All right, so... Um, <laughs> Let Bubba Joe, let me give you uh, again as we as we kind of did. I don't really have anything more to to wrap up on cross server play, but uh, would you would you care to to give your sixty or ninety second synopsis on uh, what you hope and what you may expect, and does this bring you tepidation or does it bring you excitement? Um. So I hope that they consider. That, like we said, what we are expecting is some sort of limited time, limited access portal to be able to bang ships together. And I hope that's that's what actually facilitates it. If it does, I think it will be fun and entertaining. But I, I just, something like this, where Scopely already doesn't consider like server structure when they're doing mergers. Uh, didn't consider server strengths when they put servers together as far as their competition. Like the fact that they don't seem to care um, leads me to trepidation on how server versus server will ma- manifest. Now, do I think that it will be exciting to be able to have four servers versus four servers or a, an entire alliance versus an entire other alliance on another server? That might be fun, but. I just don't have a lot of faith in Scopely's ability at this point. So I'm, I'm very, could it be fun? Yes. Could it be terrible? Also? Yes. So that's where I'll leave it. Very fair. Uh, Ripper, uh, as you've joined our stage here this morning, do you have any further com uh, comments or, uh, insight, uh, that you're able and willing to share regarding the cross server portion of our latest roadmap edition? Um, no, we'll see. We'll see. That's kind of the approach that I believe a lot of players are are taking. Before we get into this last piece, Bubba Joe, I I want to kind of summarize some of the reaction that I have seen, which 
is disappointing to me and something that I believe that Scopely needs to take a really, really good hard look at. Roadmaps, when the first one ever came out, Bubba Joe, it generated excitement. It generated buzz. It generated conversation and brainstorming and, and imagination as to what it could bring. Subsequent roadmaps have also delivered somewhat similar results until lately. You know, even the October roadmap was slightly mixed. I mean, it was still generally positive, I believe, uh, but it was slightly mixed because you had the cross-server stuff that was mentioned on it, but then the, it was drowned out by the excitement of Deep Space Nine uh, that, you know, that it was mentioned and it was, it was hinted at heavily uh, in the October roadmap. And so even October's roadmap, I would dare say that it generated hype. It generated excitement about things to come. I kind of, just in the conversations I've had this morning, I feel like this roadmap may not be striking the chord that Scopely wanted it to strike. Bubba, do you feel that, that players are looking at this and now saying, man, this is just not exciting to me anymore? As a matter of fact, all I see here are potential problems, imbalances, or disappointment. Yeah, that's that's been the reaction that I've seen uh, as well, unfortunately, is that, you know, what could be viewed as something that is could be positive. So many things have had such a rough deployment. Um, so let's 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 take, you know, I was trying to think what was the last big feature, new thing to the game? The Academy's just a building. Research is just research. Officers are just, you know. What was the last new big thing that was introduced to the game? And I'm kind of thinking it was away team's assignments, right? Yeah. Would you agree that that was the last? I I, I do, yeah. Major architectural change to the game was away team's assignments. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And and it deployed, and there were a number of issues. Some people liked it. A lot of people – okay, I will say it was probably more favorably – but there were a lot of flaws with it. People couldn't get them to critical. People couldn't get the assignments they wanted. People couldn't, you know, they, they couldn't, get, you know, they, they couldn't even get the thing to get the, a positive the first time around. There was a lot of frustration with how that deployed, that there was a lot of anticipation that away team's assignments was really going to be this big thing. And on deployment, it really felt flat. And then we got traits and trade XP became a little bit more free-flowing. And eventually, I think that most people now will look at away team's assignments and go, this is something worth mm-hmm. investing in. I can get officers I can't get anywhere else. I can get faction credits that I can't get anywhere else. I can, you know, there are things that you can do in away team's assignments now with the way that they've deployed it now. But it took them almost six months to get there, right, in terms of having and maybe it's the sourcing of ATA trade XP that you really wanted. Maybe it was the traits themselves. It took them a long time to get there. And so you look at this and go, yeah, this could be great. But if it takes them six months to get it right, why am I going to be excited about it? And I think that's the trepidation. My interpretation, the players have, is that, yeah, the roadmaps have showed us things that could be cool, but they deploy in such a slow and sometimes non-useful like i you still swear by exocomps and i think that 98 percent of the communities on the other side of that argument 
they're not there yet. That's probably Um, fair. But I mean, you know, and and, and to to be clear, it's not that I feel like they are changing my game. All right. But but I have gotten myself into the habit of using them and they do improve my game. You know, I mean, and and moreover, they are 100 percent completely free. So it's hard for me to take that and, and smack it around, you know, because it does provide tangible benefit. It requires no investment and, and you know, it does provide me utility. It, it, it I guess, seems to not be as game-changing or dramatic as what players wanted it to be. And, and I believe that maybe that is, is what players expect is something game-changing, earth-shattering totally change it all up and i agree with you scopely does not do that with the flip of a switch very often i i feel that i mean but i think that there's a valid reason i mean really truthfully from a business perspective i think that it's dangerous to completely alter and change the performance of a game with the flip of a switch players who are used to it players who are slow on the uptake, players who don't read or aren't invested in the discords or the content creators, you know, players who just casually play, if they log in one day and the game is unrecognizable, then that is dangerous, you know? And and I feel like that is potentially one reason. Uh, We've heard Ripper say before that Scopely is scared of changing basic core things about this game and and i think that's accurate moreover i think it's very i think it's deserved you know scopely is scared because we react so so tantrum like when something changes be it good or bad you know i mean it doesn't matter how good something is people will react and and it it will never be uniform you know so I, I understand that, that there's the side that wants it to be earth shattering on day one, but then there's the other side who doesn't want an unrecognizable game. You got to strike a balance somewhere in the middle. No, I agree. I agree. And I think, I think that, uh, go ahead, Ripper. So, so, you know, looking back at all the roadmap updates so far, um, I think, I think I can see what, so all of them have been like, you know, looking at, at what kind of features they announce, it's all, all very, you know, nothing overly major. And we, we always get features that are not part of the roadmap as well, you know, during, during the time, six months after roadmap release. And I think one of the major things why this is, is that they do not want to give away exactly what kind of IP they're running with in the, for the next six months. Can you explain that a little further, Ripper? What, what do you mean in more detail? So, so let, let's just say if they had announced that they're going to do a treasury at some point, right? People would have immediately known that, you know, Ferengi is coming in, in, in X amount of time, at least, at the latest. So those kind of things are not part of the roadmap updates. Because they give too much away of what kind of content they're going to run with as an IP thing. Colby, it it does. And to help out in the chat, Colby says, can you define IP? It's intellectual property, um, which would, in terms of how we use that term uh, and how Scopely uses that term, that would be an actual properties of Star Trek, like the actual series 
or or the different the different series that you know are being used, such as TNG, Deep Space Nine, Discovery. Those are for large, you know, for large uh, intention. Those are what we refer to when we talk about IP is a brand or a product within the the Scopely umbrella. For the purposes of Star Trek Fleet Command, IPs are just the different shows and or movies and or books, if they so chose, uh, you know, wh- whatever, you know, but but all of those IPs relate back to relate back to uh, a show or, or a specific Star Trek engine, such as The Next Generation or Discovery. Uh, for example, when Discovery first launched on television, that was a new IP. It had never before been introduced. It was not part of Star Trek lore. It was not part of Star Trek canon. It was a completely new property within the Star Trek franchise. Um, you could argue that Picard is similar, a new IP, although it's a spinoff, essentially, from, a, a, from an existing IP. But they have done, uh, CBS has done excellent, excellent work in making it, it, its own IP. You know, we've had some tie-in with previous characters, but it really is a standalone show, Bubba Joe. I mean, you know, not giving any spoilers, but the the last couple of episodes have just been phenomenal. And there's been some throwback and there's been some familiarity. Yet somebody watching this show for the very first time would be able to keep up. And I think that is also, you know, not related to this game. That is very important for producers and, and you know, the production company to take into account because we've talked in the past, just broadly, Bubba Joe, about Star Trek needing to appeal to a new generation of, of consumers because its core demographic is, is aging, you know, which is why you have things like Prodigy coming out to try to get children and, and preteens involved in the Star Trek universe so that they can then become more involved, maybe want some backstory, maybe go back and watch other properties. I mean, there was that one episode of Prodigy that just made my heart skip. You know, I, I hope everybody has seen it by now um, uh, because the, the first part of the first season is over. So hopefully you've gone back and watched it. Uh, there was an episode my favorite episode called Kobayashi Maru, which had so many callbacks, Bubba Joe, to so many other properties that me as a true Star Trek fan, it just made me giddy inside. It made me excited about the future of Prodigy because of how willing they are to honor and respect the fans of, of the Star Trek universe, while at the same time, introducing themselves to a new generation of consumers and that is way off the beaten path of this game but is it really they have to appeal to the hard trek star trek universe fans the the 20 or 30 year fans or 50 year fans in some cases uh and even within this game the three-year players the veteran players the four-year players in steven's aaron's case and balance that against the players who have joined in the last six months. You know, there is a balance that has to be struck. And 
And it, you know, as Truck and Chick mentions in the chat, it will never be to the point where I think everybody is 100% happy, but choosing your targets, choosing your segmentation, and then, you know, implementing content for those players sometimes has to be staggered. And, and that's why I don't mind roadmaps, typically, uh, because it gives us some insight into what can come, what could be affecting all. But as Ripper says, there are sometimes things that implement in between that, that don't necessarily give, pull back the entire curtain. You know, Treasury, for example, and the Fisha, for example, would have directly led to what they were doing with a piece of content. And that was not something that they chose to unveil. On the other hand, go ahead. Maybe maybe it's just my imagination, but it kind of feels like that from reading all the roadmap updates. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I think I think that they have I think you're right. I think that they have teased general, broad mechanics as opposed to specific features with the exception of ds9 they've never teased you like for example when when territory came out bubba joe they teased territory not the fact that discovery was coming with it you know what i'm saying um now deep space nine is exactly the opposite they teased the property but up until this point maybe nothing that we could have drawn a direct correlation to as it pertains to DS9. So let's segue now and get into the final piece of this roadmap, which, again, in summary, I believe that some players are feeling that it was a little lackluster and, and are fearful. So to summarize that, that, that question that I asked you, Bubba Joe, the roadmap items themselves don't look bad. I think people are fearful for how they're going to be implemented because things have not been implemented when they have been uh, promoted or hyped and people have gotten excited and then they end up being a slight disappointment. I think Scopely needs to take a really hard look at the fact that this roadmap, despite the fact that it has some interesting pieces in it, has players concerned for its deployment. And that's a reputation problem that Scopely, I think, needs to work on, Bubba, which I think is what you were driving at five minutes ago was that you know scopely doesn't have the best rollout or even the best reception when it first comes out it takes too long to get there right and i agree you know they have they have slow rolled a lot of different things in this game in terms of uh yeah we're gonna give you you know what was it like ten thousand trade xp in the first month and you're like that's it that's all i get and then they say okay well now we'll start to give you a daily Oh, and now we're going to have event stores that have it. Like they, they eventually made it more and more accessible, even though there were purchase packs, you know, fairly early on. And so I think that, you know, that they, they can slowly kind of, they want to make sure it's doing what they want it to do, that it, they didn't break the game. They don't have a new towel on their hands. Right. So they're, they're slow rolling a lot of these things. But I think that one of the things that I said specifically when I, when they did traits is you got to let the players, play around with this new feature when if the next thing to roll out is the um below decks abilities you gotta give the players enough rope to play with the new feature and you have to hope they're not going to break it and maybe what that means is you give them enough resources to play with it and you hold the pay packs for three weeks and you don't offer them till the very end of the arc or even right after the arc right 
and you let play, but you're giving them enough to actually, you know, start to kind of see what the capability is as opposed to, Hey, I got a level one trait and it added 2% to my critical chance. Yay. Like that doesn't really move the needle for anyone's excitement. So the thing I would say is it's okay to slow roll something, but you've got to give the players enough rope to be able to actually see what the potential is for them to get excited. And I think that's the part that they've, they've really fallen flat on. So Ripper, before we get into this third piece of the, of the roadmap, I am tempted to provide a glimpse into the future as it pertains to Bubba Joe's comments. Do you think we should hold that back for now? Or do you I'm think not quite that sure what you are getting at? Yeah. I, well, I'll tell you what, should I, should I give insight into April's arc that I probably should not give at this time? You probably shouldn't. Okay. Listen, I, I got to trust the rip. Usually so, Ripper's just, like, ah, do clear, it, do it. Just to be, just to be uh, clear, this is a show after the previous arc has ended, there better be a hint somewhere. Well, this was not a show about <laughs> any arc. It was about the roadmap. <laughs> let me, let I'm me tell saying. you, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. All right. I will tell you this. The, there is a lot of reasons to be excited about April. All right. I have seen it. I have looked at the plan. I have looked at the feature. Can we rephrase that a bit? I have not seen, like, yeah, I have not seen, like, payouts or, you know, super specific milestones or events or things like that. I've seen the broad strokes. There's a lot of potential to be excited. There, thank you. I like that. that. Anisi uh, is saying that Rev has given it a 10 out of 10 on excitement. I got to be honest with you. I am very excited about April. Now, I know a lot of my true, faithful, and loyal community uh, know that my level of excitement is not typically on par with what the community uh, feels, Bubba Joe. <laughs> they, they feel I get excited when the wind blows uh, the opposite direction. But I... Uh, you know what? Maybe maybe we could use Rev as a barometer here because he's usually more critical than I am, and he is 10 out of 10 excited. I I am excited. I'm not going to rank it. I'm not going to give it a point value, but, but, but I am very excited about what is coming this month, not only from a utility perspective, but also from an implementation perspective. And so... In response to your comments, Bubba Joe, what I will simply say is this. This month, the new feature, as as I have been critical of in the past, will be available to spenders, okay? However, the there is an immediate upfront... Are you giving away a bit too much? Maybe. All I will say is, okay, here's what I'll say. Bubba Joe, one of the biggest things I've been critical on, even if a feature comes out and it's, and it's for spenders, I've been very critical about what? A transparent, free-to-play, grinder's path being visible up front, right? Yep. I mean, I, that's been a very generic tone that I have had for, for over a year. That is your dead horse. That horse will not need to be beaten this month. Excellent. Okay. 
that horse will not need to be beaten this month. And for that, I am happy and excited for players, even if, even if there's going to be a, a paid adoption strategy, you know, immediately up front, which I think is never to be unexpected, we will see my biggest complaint. Uh, we will see that addressed this month. Okay. And that, that is already more than I, I should say, but. Yes, uh, it is. <laughs> you know, it's bad when even Ripper is telling me I should shut up. All right, <clears throat> let's move on to the third and final uh, piece of this roadmap uh, of this shorter abbreviated roadmap and and talk about this last piece, which is Alliance Star Bases. All right. No, Blue, I'm not giving you any more. I'm not giving you any more. That is Ripper is already telling me that that was more than I should have given. The good news is, Ripper, that when we are cleared to talk about all of this, we are cleared to talk about all of it, which means that the transparent path will be visible. Um, we will be able to inform players of that transparent, visible path on day one. And for that, Bubba Joe, I am very, very pleased and grateful to the Scopely team for allowing us to do so. Third item on the road now, uh, Alliance Star Paces. What would it be like, Bubba Joe, to run a bigger space station? Alliance Star Bases will give alliances the ability to build and expand their very own space stations. Each Alliance Star Base will provide unique abilities, exclusive mining nodes, and extra defenses for each of the members' own individual bases. This feature is in early development, so we're happy to hear ideas and early feedback from the community on it, which does indicate to me, Bubba Joe, this is the last item on this roadmap, and it feels big. It feels uh, big. I was going to say, that's actually an idea I had for my game like a long time ago, or a while ago. I was like, son of a gun. Eve, Eve already has this. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of games have have this style. I am taken back. I don't even know if he listens anymore. Uh, Wambulance, you know of this player, um, and golly, I, literally his name was on the tip of my tongue, and I just forgot it. He plays on server fifteen, and uh, he listened uh, to the show a great deal in the past. I don't know if he still does as much, um, but there was an idea two years ago of support vessels or a support base where for example you know if you're raiding right bubba joe like you could bring the star base within proximity so players didn't have to you know necessarily warp back or repair at their own base they could you know be able to use the benefits of of their own station but in space right um i don't know if that's how this is going to present but this does kind of introduce what I'm looking at is the rank uh, or the power or the, the level of your alliance, but in a new form, right? Um, for example, right now, the alliance level up system provides extra member slots. It provides uh, extra helps, right? That's largely, I mean, that's it. That's what it does. Extra helps and extra uh, member slots. I see an expanded uh, expanded functionality of, of this same type of level, but of course it will be a new 
uh, feature, obviously, Bubba Joe, um, that is going to be fed resources or or other currencies or whatever, very similar to like how you would level your alliance. But now, like the Treasury, for example, or like any building, really, except for warehouses and vaults, any building that provides buffs or increases uh, to utility as you level them up, I kind of see the exact same thing now, but on an alliance level. Maybe this is providing an expanded style of mechanic to the alliance exocomps in which right now there, there is a way that an, a higher level player can buff their entire team. They're expanding on that, Bubba Joe, now and, and providing this type of base, which obviously we hope is not exocomp style, uh, in which, you know, once you apply these buffs, they are permanent and apply to all members of the alliance. And I can see that being a good thing, utility-wise. I can also see it kind of being expensive and an extremely long road, especially for some players uh, outside of maybe the top 10 alliances, you know? Um, they say that this feature is in early development. They say that it is really just beginning the way that, that they're going to implement this. So this one, if I had to guess, Bubba Joe, really provides the most opportunity for us to provide feedback and constructive criticism as to what we want to see out of this Alliance Starbase. So let me ask you first, Bubba Joe, then I'm going to come to Jesse and Ripper. What do you see? I mean, we see very little here, just that it's coming and just that it will benefit the Alliance as a whole. What do you want to see it do? I don't know, DJ. This just screams territory capture 2.0, and that doesn't excite me at all. Now, that's an interesting take on it. How do you how do you draw the correlation to territory? I mean, obviously, there's buffs, right? There's zones. But, I mean, this, this doesn't appear that you would have to, you know, fight anybody for it or, or you know, defend or, or claim as your own. This just seems like something that you and your alliance can work on leveling up over time to increase the the buffs that you can get. Now, I guess maybe it depends on what those buffs are. You know, some of the territory buffs are better than others. Some of them are just completely worthless. And is that your fear related to the Alliance Starbase? Is that the buffs come out so, and just are not at all right. worth what we have to put into it? Well, I think that's part of it, right? But if you think, if just read that last sentence, each Alliance Starbase will provide unique abilities, exclusive mining nodes, and extra defenses for each member's own bases. How is that not the territory mechanic, right? You can't have someone, you can't have an opposing Alliance person next to your base, so that's your extra defenses. Unique abilities, that's in all the territories. Uh, mining nodes, you can't mine in territories that are not owned by you, like that just to me screams territory capture 2.0 except that you won't be fighting over a specific zone like you will get to create your own zone uh around your alliance starbase that will you know do something maybe it's but this doesn't talk about the ability to relocate right we you know like you talked about you know that's something players have asked for for a long time where you could temporarily relocate a base into an area um for raiding purposes or possibly for mining or possibly for hitting hostels or like so there's there's obviously a desire to do something that doesn't talk about this now that's not to say that this couldn't have it but that last sentence just screams territory capture to me which doesn't excite me because we've seen it and it didn't matter 
So that's that's my frustration. That's you know, I, this is the thing. Like you said, in in level of excitement, the very first thing I thought was the most likely to make an impact on the game. The middle one has kind of hit or miss potential, and this one to me says, eh, like. I mean, if they make it relevant, then it's going to be exciting. And if they, you know, here's your um, here's your extra ten percent damage to your defense platforms. I'm going to be like, woohoo! So this one obviously is the most vague and has the most potential for excitement and utility, as well as the most potential for extreme disappointment and falling flat. Um, let's talk about the mining nodes that seems to be you know bubba that's your big point and and i'm seeing that a lot in the chat explaining the mining nodes i mean i I can't explain them i don't know what it looks like but i could see for example not necessarily owning a system or owning uh uh you know a, a a patch of space bubba joe maybe it could just be it's a base with 30 docks you know, and when you dock at this station, you have the opportunity to mine it uh, for, you know, various resources or materials or other styles of currency. I mean, you know, it, it could be, it could also be rated, although I wouldn't expect that you would be rating your own. Maybe it, it's a mechanic where you could rate others um, and it would need to be defended, uh, you know, but. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of what-ifs here, but, but you know, mining nodes, that is a peculiar one. Ripper, let me ask you, just in, in the little information we have, which does not uh, really give us anything, and, and Scopely has not discussed this feature with us in the slightest, un- unless you have had a conversation in which, I guess, recuse yourself. But I, I don't know anything about this feature. How would you see mining nodes play out as it relates to this Alliance Starbase. Did Ripper leave? All right. Jesse, let me come to you. What's that? Uh, Bubba Joe has indicated that he feels like it is a piece of space, territory space, where your base is, it's your space, that's the way you get to mine. I choose, (laughs) I, I certainly acknowledge that as a possibility, Bubba Joe. I hope it's not. As you say, I... I hope it's not another territory-style mechanic. But how do you implement or how do you explain the nodes? Do you think you mine it directly from the station? So, okay. So, you know, they're introducing cross-server stuff, right? What if it's, like, earlier uh, someone or Bubba said, what if they made it into, like, a certain system that you, you know, whatever. You know, who's to say that, you know, Scopely can't make a, you know, a, a station instance system, you know, like you can move the station around or whatever, and then you can be inside the system, which is, well, the station, which would be like its own little system. You know, maybe they, maybe they could do stuff like that. I don't know what they're going to introduce with these stations or these Alliance stations or star bases. Uh, but there's a, a number of features that they could implement or, you know, uh, we just don't know if we're, you know, because they, they have introduced way new features before. So, you know, like we would always think on old mechanics and whatnot in, in terms of those old older mechanics. And then they just surprise us and introduce something completely different and, you know, not something like we ever imagined. So it could be, you know, 
you know, a, a big station that you can move around the galaxy or, you know, a state, a star base that's only held in territory or, you know, it, it could be a number of things. It's just too early to speculate. Well, there is certainly a gazillion unknowns here. Um, I'm seeing in the chat, you know, what if this was the method of wormholes? What if this was the, the method in which you transfer servers? Uh, what if, you know, and, and obviously, what if this is a central piece, Bubba Joe, to the deployment of Deep Space Nine as far as the IP goes? You know, I mean, there's, it's certainly not unimaginable to see that this could be what they are working around for, you know, the core feature the, or the core game mechanic as related to, as related to Deep Space Nine. Right. So that makes a ton of sense. I think that's 100% where this could be going, right? Um, that, that, that is very believable, DJ. And um, so I think that that's, uh, that's 100% possible. I just, you know, we've, we've seen wording like this before that deployed and to this day is fairly non-consequential, right? If you think about territories, you talked about resources to build your star base, right? If you think about territories, you have to continually have those, uh, the tier one, two, and three uh, isogen to be able to reactivate your abilities week after week, right? So, I mean, you're investing a different type of resource into this. Now, maybe this uses the, the typical three that we have, but maybe it's not. Is it going to use materials? Well, that's something that's, you know, highly highly uh coveted and, and not easily donatable like you know p players would have a trouble justifying donating materials so um oh, God, or is it no. going to be a completely new resource system so you're not going to be able to shortcut you know the advancement i w there's not a lot to know but it it doesn't inspire me i guess is my point put it again similar to the cross server could it be great absolutely and if it's great i'm gonna love it could it be pretty flat i think that's unfortunately the more likely scenario well you hear that scopely that that is the exact opposite effect of what you want out of a roadmap announcement <laughs> yeah i mean like that's just plain and simple that's the definition of what you don't want when you are teasing players with upcoming content um now now i will say if they are genuine okay they do have a comment at the end there and but they don't provide a mechanism if they are genuinely interested to hear great ideas and early feedback from the community on Alliance Starbases, I am happy to provide some feedback to them, but they don't actually provide a mechanism for that. Well, we, I actually did send a message and ask, uh, you know, about that obviously already, you know, just how would you want to hear from players on this? Um, I haven't gotten an answer on that yet. There could be surveys, there could be, there could be polls. There could be email forms. I'd say just right now, you know, feel free to, to send them to us, content creators and moderators. And, and, you know, because a lot of the stuff you guys send, we, we do end up kind of copying and pasting and sending up. So I don't mind to be, uh, to be an avenue for that right now, Bubba Joe. Um, and, and, you know, put together, you know, some reports and stuff like that, which I do very commonly, you know, a couple of times a week anyway. So uh, I, I feel like right now, if you guys have some genuine good ideas um, to, to how this stuff will work and you want to share those, then, then absolutely send, send them on over. 
Um, and, and I'll make sure that those, those are seen by, by, you know, the people that, that are going to be working on this stuff. That said, because there are so many unknowns, I believe that this feature could have a ton of variety in the, in the, in the way that this could actually implement. I don't personally see it as, as a territory style thing. I, I, you know, the mining nodes are peculiar. I think that it could be something uh, along the lines of mining the, the station itself, uh, making it like a, you know, like a, 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 a boss kind of holding area, if you will. Like, you know, listen, the, I mean, That's could like be, could be a type of player exchange where we can deposit stuff and other players are able to take it out with a, you know, with a fee or, or you know, sell it but to a to a store I mean, you know there's the, a lot of mechanics the other there. thing the other thing is the exclusive mining nodes could be exclusive mining nodes that are mining a new thing which is what you need to be able to upgrade your station right so it could be a yeah. new resource that has to be mined which is of course what everybody is looking forward to because we don't have enough things to go mine <laughs> <laughs> glad somebody picked up on the sarcasm yeah um, yeah so so that could be what it is right it's it's exclusive mining nodes you know a tier one alliance star base pops out three new nodes uh you know that you can mine and then you got to harvest that and send it to a refinery and you get the widgets that you need to upgrade your star base and a level two star base has five of those nodes so you can continue to build up and fuel what you need to do but like that's completely within the realm of something that scopely would do just like isogen is a part of territory this could be a you new thing that is used exclusively to level up the starbase now that's obviously i mean there's a lot of people in the chat that are basically saying right now yeah that's not what i'm looking for and i would agree so i think if for me make it use resources we have right you can put limits in there. It there is nothing that stop. I you know, DJ, you've talked about how you know Scopely wants G five to be a two year plan, and they want a G four to be a two year plan. There's nothing wrong with putting a lock at Ops fifty five and saying, yeah, okay, well, it's a two year plan, but you're not getting past fifty five until August of twenty twenty two. Okay. There's nothing that stops them from doing that, except they don't want to do that. They just water down the feature in a way that makes it so that it's not enjoyable early on. Allow it to be something big and bold and explode and be fantastic for the players and put hard locks on it until they decide, okay, we're comfortable where the game is at now. We're going to open it up for another 10 levels. We're going to open it up for another five levels. We're going to, you know, so... I. That would be a drastic change to the way that Scopely does things, but I think that's something they really got to think about is you don't have to make a new resource. You don't have to make a new thing, trial thing that you have to go do. You can use the resources you have. You can use the capabilities that you have. And if you're concerned about the level 60 player that has 500 trillion steel and being able to take their star base from level one to level 100 in a day, then don't let them but allow everyone to use the resources they have as opposed to forcing them to do something that they don't actually want to do or even really have time to do at this point because there are so many other things to try in this game. Right. Now, I would, uh, just real quick, one thing, I would say 
Uh, to those of you posting uh, a few items within our chat, like Malos, uh, I, I will lose them. This chat posts something like 4,000 messages a day. Uh, please send that to me in a PM if, if you want it to ever be seen by anybody. Um, so, yeah, shoot that over to me in a PM so I can make sure that I actually get it because I, I will not be able to go back and recover this out of the chat. But thank you for because that looks like a great write-up. I just know that I, I won't get it. He talks about... Uh, Bubba Joe, this being an opportunity for Alliance Exocomps to become a little bit more readily available, um, which would provide buffs, even albeit temporarily, to your Alliance members. But Alliance Exocomps already exist. So further expanding upon that idea, and then, of course, just other Alliance buffs, um, you know, to be to be provided on a more permanent basis. He also talks about a subspace communications relay, meaning that we can see into, I mean, this is a simple thing that we've asked for a long time. How about making this a quote-unquote member of our alliance that allows scanning capability within fog of, fog of war systems, you know? Um, that that would be phenomenal. Or, I mean, or, that would just be are you, are, great. Are, are you ready for the one that everyone asks for and, and, and people have almost given up on, although it still gets mentioned so many times? Oh, I know what it is. <laughs> Please share. Market. I already said that. I said that like ten minutes ago. Jeez, oh Pete. I thought you were going to hear that rapper. I did. No, I said. I said a pl- a, w- a way for players to contribute resources where others can take them out, like a like a player store. I mean, I, I did say that. My goodness. But yeah, I mean, it makes I sense. It I, it I makes sense. I mean, what you were saying. <laughs> nobody else is either. <laughs> uh, it's fine. But I mean, really, truthfully, let, let's let's correlate this now to to how it can relate to Deep Space Nine, just in the broadest sense of the terms. Okay, you got a you got a a, a a central market, a central retail establishment. You've got Quark's Bar. You've got this base that has weapons, is able to defend itself. You've got these base systems that are able to provide support and 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 you know uh, buffs and or benefits to the players who are entitled to to dock there um or or have a quote-unquote membership it being in your alliance um transportation opportunities i mean goodness lots of lots of chances you you've said something and i've seen it in the chat and there's nothing about this that gives an impression that this is going to be the case so you fully expect this to be treated like any other base? Um, not necessarily any other base, but the base, uh, the base design. Yes, I, I feel like it is something we would dock at that we would be able to to upgrade, that we would be able to spend resources on, that would allow us to receive benefits as it scales up, like any other building. Um, that would allow us to uh, maybe mine you know resources from a, a base dock you know that that's on the station or for example um being able to transport us certain places being able to allow us to see uh maybe being a central command hub for your alliance being able to see other systems you know through fog of war and 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 things like that um okay so the the piece possibly, that you possibly. said before and and you you said it a couple of times people have said it in the chat is Rating to be defended and can be rated. Yeah, can be rated. Nothing 
there's nothing in this announcement that gives an impression that this is something that they want to have as a rating piece. Oh, listen, there's nothing in this announcement that indicates that they want to do anything specifically. Well, I know, but I know that, but I know that like King of the Hill or central raid bosses, uh, central Alliance banks, uh, that can be stolen from. I mean, that I know maybe for some players is, is not an exciting thing to think about, you know, more PVP or more rating or whatnot, but, but, but I find that to be an interesting uh, potential concept of this and would certainly play into the capabilities of ROM with more effective base cracking and the effective abilities of the amalgam with more effective rating efficiency. Um, I do, I mean, again, I have no insight. I'm reading the exact same thing you guys do, but I can see it being a piece of gameplay that this is a target that would need to be, you know, either defended or or attacked, you know, if you're if you're an alliance going after another alliance that could potentially yield you benefits, resources by, by doing so. Maybe it would be something new, not just resources, but maybe other newer materials. Maybe the nodes. Okay, think about this. Here's Here's something just clicked, Bubba Joe. Let's pretend that I'm right and that there's 30 base docks that when you're docked at this base, you can mine a material, right? Like that the, 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 the station itself is a mining node, they, they, that it, it is generating its own materials. But as it's generating those materials, it is building up a surplus of those materials within itself. What if this was an opportunity to raid self-generating materials for the first time ever. Like not steal and try and build, but what if you could raid materials? And now, instead of it coming from a player where it damages a player, this station is generating those materials itself. All right. And you mine them from the station itself. And therefore it could also be raided from the station itself. That's really grand. That's really big. Who knows if something like that could even work, but that would give an opportunity for increased flow of materials and the added, uh, the added perspective in this game of being able to raid said materials. So I, I've seen this said by a couple of people in the chat. I do not want something else that has to be defended. Just like I don't want something else that has to be mined. Like I get what, that what if what if it wasn't what if it wasn't like territory as we know it? You're not going into PvP. You're not holding off attackers. What if it was just simply dock a ship like a base is now? I mean, if you have uh, an alliance station with say six defense platforms that require a st- a ship to be there, you know, we already let's let's tie in other features. We've seen Dry Dog G. And with that new redesign, we see other potential dry docks, even within our own player stations. What if it didn't require active play at all? What if it required you to just simply, hey, I'm gonna send I'm gonna send one of my ships there? You know? That wouldn't play into the game design at all. I mean, nothing about alliance stations plays into any game design that we are familiar yeah. with today anyway. No, no, no. This I, is I, entirely I, new. 
right i get that but it, it doesn't fit at all into that uh what i mean by that is you know on stations for example you can repair the, the defenses right uh and compared to like the ship strengths and everything like that i mean that doesn't play into it at all by any means uh, i mean nobody nobody is saying that the math is gonna have to exist the way that it does here i mean I, i've already suggested that you could potentially dock 30 different ships on this in this station for example obviously right. it's going to need to be it, the math would have to be altered to be crackable it would have you know and, and again i'm just kind of imagining here i'm not trying to to design right, right. the math i'm trying to design i'm trying to implement a concept that then could be taken back and be like, okay, how can this mathematically be implemented so that it does fit within the capabilities that exist presently within the game? Right now, I'm in the sticky note phase. I'm in the imagination station, Jesse. I, wanna, I want to create an exciting piece of content from a, a perspective of something new, something that's yeah. never been done. And then they can worry about how to make it. You know what? What if this actually turns out to be like a third person camera thing? Like like a first person or a first person slash third person over the shoulder? Like you get to walk around your alliance station with your character of choice? Uh, that's I mean, really now that's really to be big. perfectly honest. To be perfectly honest, I was gonna say to be perfectly frank, that falls further outside the concept of this game than my idea does. I know, right? <laughs> Listen, so like you, you guys will be able walk to walk around, around in a first in a in a first person role playing game. You'll be able to walk around the station and walk into a clothing store and be able to walk in and play Dabo tables and be able to walk in and eat gok, but actually yeah. perform no function in the game. That's that's yeah. how it'll be. There you go. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I, I look at this so, uh, so and, and I, I have unlimited potential. But as as always, I mean, that's what I always do. And then invariably, Scope is going to release something that that is not what we expected. And then we're going to invariably feel let down or disappointed only because it wasn't as grand as we're thinking it could be. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it would be bad. So right. I think I think, DJ, I think what's what's important here is that, you know, does it have the potential to do something positive in the game? And the answer to that is yes. All absolutely 100%. It has the potential to have a lasting positive impact on the game. And I think that some of the things that we've talked about would have a lasting positive impact on the game, whether that's getting materials. I think that um, if we start talking about a base that needs to be defended, like an alliance member's base or a territory, well, now we're getting really back close to something that you know is very similar to... Um, Territory capture 2.0, right? And I really don't want that. Like, there's my That's alliance fair. has already taken a stance of we're not going into territory because we don't want to have that weekly or multiple time weekly burden of everyone has to come on board and be on that time to defend the space because we don't want to build our lives around this game in that fashion. Okay. What if, in addition what if to, it was, what if it was a, a right. combination between the two? Like, and, and, the only reason, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but like, for example, um, I play another game, uh, Clash Royale. I've shared it with you guys in the past. It's a really simple little game, offshoot of Clash of Clans. I enjoy that game. There's clan wars in that game, but it's a completely passive thing. As in, at the beginning of the week, Bubba Joe, 
I don't even necessarily have to, to send a ship. All right. I just choose some cards. I put them in a defense slot, not even cards that I lose functionality with as it pertains to my station. Just like, hey, I'm going to set a defense crew. I'm going to set a ship in there. It requires no passive activity on your part at all. You just designate station defense. And, you know, if it dies, then you got to, you know, repair. Or, or it could be very similar to a Clash of Clans model in which, you know, there is no repair. You set the defenses that if somebody gets through, then they get through and they get the rewards. And it resets on a weekly basis, you know, where it requires no actual interaction other than just to go in and set your defense crew. You know, anybody who plays Clash Royale is going to know the, the clan war that I'm talking about. You go into your boat, you set four cards, and you walk away for a week, you know? And, and it could be something like that or similar to, to an, uh, an away team's assignment style mechanic, Bubba Joe, where you just, you just set a couple of officers and you're done, you know? I mean, would that be a decent hybrid? Because then there is still the attacking, the, the attacking piece, but it would be a different method of attack. Like you're, you're attacking the target itself, which is reinforced by the defensive crews that are set, but there's, real no, there's not any real PvP or any defensive time slot or, or any kind of active time suck into the game. Could, could that be a way to implement something like this? Because let's face it, that exists in many games, even a simple game yeah. like Clash Royale that exists. So, so I think that there would be, uh, so we'd have to figure out what that actually, how that would actually manifest in Star Trek. Like, are the officers gone for a week? Is it a ship and an officer? Is it, you know, how is that, how does that manifest? Is that too high a, you know, cost to say, I'm going to take this ship and these officers? Is it 1v1? Like, is it this alliance versus this alliance? Is it multiple alliances versus one alliance? Like, how all of that manifests would would influence my evaluation. But something like that would be reasonable. And I think something like that is actually how the cross-server play is going to work. You're going to take a ship. You're going to outfit it with the crew that you want. You're going to send it to a wormhole. And then it's going to combat ships until it dies you're going to win some rewards and it's going to come back i think that's how that's going to work right you're going to be able to see the combat happen but i think that's that sort of thing is exactly how that's going to happen and i and i'm i'm in favor of that i want to see how my crews and my thoughts on how things should interact together you know can i architect a crew that's going to be better than a crew that can be attacking my ship um i think that's exciting and i think that's the thing that you know, could happen there, and could something passive like that work for a alliance station and and defending? I think it would depend on how it manifests, right? But yes, something like that could be good. And I I like the idea of getting materials, not raw materials, actual materials you actual, can spend. Actual materials, think, yeah. yeah. I think what, all what of if, that is positive. What if what if this is um, set up in such a way that could also incorporate? station attack armadas you know I, not that i'm encouraging more armadas but i'm just saying like hey for some players who, who constantly talk about how they have the inability to raid on their own what if this alliance base incorporated an alliance methodology of cracking it and well and again to, to, the, to, to the players that say they can't raid on their own 
I would defer you to, do you have ROM? And if you do, <laughs> you can write on your own. <laughs> do you have a Rialta? Have you scrapped it yet? Um, and and let me let me be really clear. As we get ready to wrap up, I see uh, Eddie in the chat, and uh, I see Tactical Mosquito in the chat. Like, we're going down some some big rabbit holes here. This is always the intent of this style of show. We do one or two of these a year, Bubba Joe, where it is purely what would we like to see within the game and and some mechanics that can probably never happen and some mechanics that we feel would truly engage us as players. And, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with this level of imagination. I fully acknowledge that a majority of what we're discussing today will probably not happen. But I believe that it's good. It's like our grading show, which, shameless self-plug, we're going to be doing tomorrow. Uh, we'll be doing the grading show for the Frankie second arc. I think it's about the conversation, Bubba. It's not necessarily what Scopely will or won't do. It's not necessarily about how Scopely will implement or not implement or if they will disappoint or if they'll live up to the hype or if they'll meet expectations. It's more along the lines of, of brainstorming and coming up with ideas and, and ways to make the game more interesting to us as players. And, and I'm here to tell you, this particular podcast will probably be more listened to by Scopely than any traditional normal podcast, maybe even more so than than the grading shows, Bubba Joe, because this is the kind of stuff that they like. There might be an idea presented here that they have not had, and they're like, oh my gosh, we can add that, or we can implement this, or this is possible because we can do this. And, and if it's something that we're feeling is possible and enjoyable, then it stands a real chance at being heard by somebody who has the power to make it happen. So... That's why I don't mind this level of conjecture, Eddie, uh, because, you know, I, I, I feel like this is positive thinking, you know? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. And Blue says, uh, are you talking specifically about the part where you violated NDA? I mean, really, truthfully, I don't think that I violated. Well, I mean, I guess that's possibly arguable. But, I, but, but no, I wouldn't cut it. I wouldn't cut it because that's that's a piece of hype. It spells nothing specific other than a concern of the community, specifically me. It's been one of my my biggest grandstand issues is being addressed, and I'm happy for that. And I think you should be happy for that, community. That's something that we have cried out about since cloaking is actually going to occur. And they are taking a chance, Bubba Joe. I mean, they've told me that there is resistance to this idea, but they're willing to try it out. So I think that we need to praise that when we see it, if if it deserves to be praised, you know, which I think you find that it will be. On the other hand, Faison says there's a thin line between positive thinking and delusion. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Am I delusional, Bubba Joe? I don't think I'm delusional. I acknowledge a lot of this stuff may not happen, but. It's, I don't think it's you, nice to think. I think it's nice to think about things that, that could happen to make the game better. I don't think that's delusional. I would agree with that. So let's wrap up. Did we ever get Ripper back, or did he have to go do like work? Oh, there's there you are. You disappeared. I came to you earlier, and you were gone. 
What did you Ripper, know? Let's let's summarize the entire conversation just down to the purpose of this podcast, which was indeed this new roadmap. Does the entire roadmap itself? Do you find it lackluster? Do you find it exciting? Do you find it potentially uh, really heavily game impacting, or do you do you look at this and see it as an opportunity for Scopely to to disappoint yet again? Um, I hope they are not going to disappoint. There are some things that could have significant impacts on the game. Um, I don't feel like it's more lackluster than any of the other roadmap updates in terms of, you know, big, big item features, in my opinion. Some people dis may disagree with that opinion, but, you know, but yeah. I've, I've, I think really some people look <laughs> at the quantity of bullet points within the I mean, roadmap, I mean, and, and that's why they feel it's, it's more lackluster than other items. But I counter that with, I feel like the, the items that they're talking about are big, big pieces requiring a lot of time and a lot of bandwidth and could potentially change the game as we I know mean, it. You just have to look at like the, the like the, the the first one. It was like territory capture, personalized starship, which you know turns out to be ship skins the, in the way we got them. Second builder. I guess they also mentioned away missions and last online status. I mean, like you know, it's not really more substantial than you know. Oh, so you're yeah. you're saying you're saying that even though there might have been a better uh, a higher quantity of of bullet points that they were less substantial or less um less time intensive as far as implementation and design as what these features may be. Yes, I I I I would agree with that. Oh, it's also like you know most of the other items in the like many of the items in the other roadmap. I, updates have been like you know not like from the get-go you can see they're not as impactful to potentially not as impactful to gameplay as you know some of the things we we you know i think adding you know if you have below decks abilities you know that's a significant potential impact on on daily gameplay agreed so you would find you would find below decks abilities to be more uh involved or more potentially uh, impactful on the state of the game as compared to second builder. Yes, I mean I don't know if they if they are going to be, but they definitely very well could be. And you know, if you look at second builder, you see from the get go, you know that's not really that impactful to begin with, right? There's there's not a lot of impact there. <clears throat> at least that's my opinion. So Ripper, in in summarizing in in just a couple of words, are you do you feel excited? about this roadmap are you hopeful um i know i try not to get excited because you know then you get disappointed always with everything in life are you are you trying to contain your excitement like is your natural gut reaction that you are excited and you're just trying I'm, to temper your expectation to it let's just say and i'm 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 eager to see how how they actually you know implement those things and and that I think is something that players should really hone in on. That that 60 seconds with Ripper right there, I feel, is something that players should really dissect, Bubba Joe. He obviously is tempering his expectations. He wants to control his, his, uh, his excitement over what could be 
over, over what could actually end up implementing, but he is eager to see, in his own words, eager to see how this plays out, which means there must be some potential there that, that he is excited to see, I, I guess, for lack of better terms. Bubba, let me have you uh, – actually, let me, let me wrap up with you if you don't care. Uh, let me come over to Jesse. Uh, Jesse, just in, in, a, in a moment or two, roadmar, uh, roadmap as a whole. Are you looking forward, as Ripper says, to what is going to come, or is this just garbage? I I think it's if they can do it right, it's going to be a pretty big game changer, and I think it'd be more interesting to gameplay. Because I mean, we, how long have we been playing this game? Some of us two plus years. You know, it's the same mine and hunt, mine and hunt. So I don't know. Maybe it introduces some new dynamics to the game that make it way more interesting. Or refresh it. Who knows? But I'm excited. Cool. I, I'm actually glad to hear that. Captain Mark, you've been very silent today. Uh, let me ask you, as a, as a Talking Trek contributor, you've had a chance to read over the roadmap. How do you look at these items? Where do you, where do you rank them on the scale of potential game impact as related to second repair or away teams or even territory capture like what what do you feel the next six months to maybe six to 12 months of this game could look like if these roadmap items present in the way that you would hope them to i think that's the key right there is if they present the way that we hope that they do <laughs> i think that's why everybody's so cautiously optimistic uh or at least uh you know those that, that have an optimistic point of view or or outlook uh is is being cautious about it because of their because of scopely's past um you got to take that into consideration is that the the way things have been implemented haven't always gone 100 percent or uh the way we envisioned that they would go so um uh, fingers crossed i mean i just say it's probably the best i can say is just you know hope for the best and maybe expect the worst all right fair enough Baba Joe, let me, let's do this. Maybe we won't spend a great deal of time on it because I didn't really fully intend on doing an, an entire show, but this is this has been good. Um, Bubba, let, let me get your wrap-up thoughts on this, uh, just the same as I asked Mark and, and Ripper and Jesse. Um, and then I am going to give the community the chance to actually sound off in Scopely's ear with actual words spoken out of your mouth, raise your hand, and we will bring you to the stage for you to have the opportunity to actually sound off on this roadmap and perhaps in a concise and brief manner so we can get to everybody, perhaps you could also uh, be able to provide some of that early feedback on Alliance Starbases uh, community if you, if you have a couple of ideas that you'd like to, to verbalize and put into the show that Scopely will most assuredly probably listen to today, Bubba. So while we are getting some people to raise their hands and while we're getting some people ready to, to come up and speak, Bubba, let me just wrap up your final thoughts on the March 22 roadmap and how you compare the contents of this roadmap to other roadmaps of the past. So I think that uh, unlike other roadmaps of the past, I think that this has the potential to have the largest impact on gameplay. Was Second Builder a big thing? Sure. Um, was Territory Capture intended to be a big thing? Yes, but it wasn't. Like, I think this one has the potential to be impactful 
and matter and change the way that we think about this game. I just don't have a lot of confidence in Scopely's ability to actually implement that. And so I kind of find myself a little bit closer to Ripper's feeling of I, if I keep my expectations low, then I won't be disappointed. Um, so that's kind of where I sit right now, but I think that um, it has the potential, like the first, the first, you know, the, the below deck stuff has the potential to be very impactful. If they have it be impactful, if the effect is, you know, you can spend four widgets and you can add 1% to your damage from this officer, like that's not impactful. That's not going to be relevant, but it has the potential to be impactful. Um, so I think that, I think that cross server actual play, bang, banging ships and each other has the potential to be very impactful. Um, but it also has the potential to be just absolutely horrible. Uh, and then, of course, there's not enough to say about the station. We just don't know. So I think that, you know, I think it has the potential. And I, I am cautiously optimistic because I always, if I was not cautious, cautiously optimistic by default, I wouldn't continue to be playing the game. So um, this will have to be my last word. I do have to go. DJ <laughs> promised me one hour and we've been here for two. <laughs> so I got to <laughs> get going. Um, but uh, but this is, I think, uh, I think that the players... If you if you approach this and all you see is negative, I think you need to think about how you're spending your time. I really think you need to be thinking about how you're spending your time. And if you really want to be spending it doing something that you seem to despise and assume is only going to be screwed up. Um, so, But I think that it has the potential to change the game. And I hope that Scopely actually understands their math and deploys the game accordingly. So anyway, I do have to go. I am late, so... Um, thanks, uh, Bubba. Thanks. I'll talk to you later. You know, and and to his point, I I did actually say sixty to ninety minutes, but obviously we're beyond that. Uh, and retrieving so accurately points out in the chat the only thing more certain than a buggy scopely release is a longer podcast than intended. Probably absolutely accurate. But um, we appreciate the, obviously you guys. You're the Bruce out. Springsteen of uh, podcasters. <laughs> well, and I can't do YouTube, Lou, because I'm actually legitimately in the car. So, I mean, that's that's not going to fly. All right. Uh, as promised, though, let's spend let's spend a few moments. I don't know, Ripper, how much time you've got. Uh, you know, I'm still in the car. I'm going to be in the car for hours still to come. But I have uh, unlimited we, time. Ah, well, I, I don't have unlimited time, but I do have a lot more time. So let's uh, come to the stage. All right. We'll open up this next segment to you, community. So sound off on the roadmap. And and again, please, I, I do want to kind of keep this contained. We'll discuss the Ferengi arc and the March arc uh, more tomorrow. But I want to kind of keep this contained today to the roadmap and looking forward. Uh, and I don't mean like looking, look, you know, getting excited, looking forward to something, but more or less literally chronologically looking forward in this game to the items in this roadmap and seeing what we will see what we hope to see and how we believe that it will impact the game i'd first like to welcome darth bain to the stage appreciate you being here uh bain what part of the world are you from and what server do you play on dj i'm on server 53 i'm at ops 49 uh from the great state of texas in the usa welcome lone star state texas uh yeah we uh soggy approves welcome from the state of texas ops 49 on server you said 50 53. 53. All right. Tell us a little bit about your reaction to this roadmap. What are you most excited about? 
and what are you most scared of? And does this actually bring you hope for the future? Absolutely, DJ. And I think Bubba kind of hit a lot of the points about, about being cautiously optimistic. Uh, I really am excited about uh, the ability to switch around gameplay. Uh, and I guess the question will be implementation. Like, we don't want it to be a, another territory capture per se. However, um, having some sort of regional bonus and encouraging PvP uh, as a base for like a lot big alliances to kind of fight over control of these star bases per se, and having uh, the you know giving a sort of bonus for possession and you know uh, and allowing us to I guess how it would how we would look like when it comes to upgrading the the base. Um, I think those are the, some of the questions. And, I, and as a concern, the biggest concern would be like how much of that would be paywalled. Like I mean, how much would that be like free to play? How much is it like grindable, or is it? more so kind of like just something that the whales would more so succeed in versus like a general, um, most of the members in the Alliance being able to contribute. You know, Bane, those are, that's a very fair question. And one that Scopely has demonstrated time and time again is obviously important to their business model. Jesse is being able to monetize these things. We can never expect a feature of this size of this magnitude <laughs> to come out and be, uh, 100% free of any monetization metric. That said, given that it should be alliance-wide, given that it should be uh, for the benefit of all players, you would hope to see you know, a tangible long-term path towards growing your benefits and growing your buffs with you know, a traditional pay-to-progress model in that you know, you're paying to accelerate, but not necessarily paying to acquire jesse right i mean that that seems right. to be important well that's actually i think that kind of dabs into like the subconscious worry that the community has whenever because usually what we see when it comes to some of the stuff that they introduce in game you know these smaller features that are kind of insignificant or not very game changing they'll still add pay features to them right so it's one of those things where it's like you know, Scopely's not going to invest their time and money into features that aren't going to make them money type of thing. You know, there's no return on investment in in certain features uh, per se. Now, that's the thing. These are big features that they're adding. So, and they expect a return on investment, right? That's why it's like, uh, I don't know if this is going to be a game changer in a good way or not. You know, especially if that's the mentality that Scopely has, you know, it's not very uh, encouraging. Well, it certainly does provide a possible damper to what could otherwise be a phenomenal feature. But you're right. I mean, obviously, there we've discussed this, you know, at length, even you and I, there is a life cycle and there is a return on investment right. that has to be obtained. So there, you know, we can surely expect to see some sort of monetization model here. Right. Go ahead, Rip. I'm sorry. I was just mumbling about. Oh, okay. Bane, uh, from the Lone Star State, thank you very much. Appreciate uh, your comments here uh, on our stage this evening. And uh, appreciate you uh, very much for being here. I am having trouble. There, I got it. Thank you. Uh, I'm on mobile and I don't know these. I don't know this very well. Uh, let's come to Blue Mandalorian Server 8. And server 32, uh, Blue, both United States servers. Where in the world do you hail from? 
Uh oh. Can you guys hear blue? I do not hear blue. I, I cannot hear. All I right, blue. AFK. All right, blue. We'll have to get you uh, cleaned up. If you would go ahead and, and pop him down into the audience there, Jesse. Uh, late to the party from the Obsidian Order. Oh, he's back. Uh, okay. Uh, we'll come. Any better? Uh, yes, there yeah. we go, Blue. All right, Blue, welcome. Um, I'll, I, oh, Jesse, Jesse, slow Whoa. down, buddy. <laughs> we don't. I don't want to bring everybody to the stage. You just invited oh. everybody. Okay. No, no, um, no. Okay. Re-raise yeah, your guys, hand. I, well, yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, raise your hand again. Yeah, and just, just wait for... Actually, is there, how do I, how do I uh, move somebody? Blue, hang on one second. Okay, I see it. I see it. I see it. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll get this, Jesse. I just found the buttons that I need. So okay, you guys cool. go ahead and raise, raise your hands uh, back up and uh, late to the party. I'll bring you back up. Uh, we'll come to you in just a moment. Blue Mandalorian, uh, servers 8 and 32. Where in the world do you hail from and how do you feel about your roadmap for March of 22? Uh, I'm from Michigan and... Uh... I guess compared to other roadmaps, it's kind of a meh. But if I only had one line I could tell to Scopely or one feedback I could get across, it's, you know, if they're a pizza place and they make the best pizza of all time, put love and care in every single ingredient, everything like that, it doesn't really matter if the delivery boy just drops it down the stairs on the way to you, you know? <laughs> they can put as much effort into it, but, you know, it doesn't matter if they ruin it on the way. You know, so but that's true. No matter what we do with the content we talk about, it's always the implementation that they whiffle on. You know, it's so it's it's be really nice. To, the real change we like to see is something that's implemented very nicely, even if it's might even if the content is you know not as overwhelming or as uh, free as we were hoping. But that's uh, with that, it's implementation is the real overhaul that I would like to see, and or at least something where they're actually you know looking at the game as though they're playing it versus making it. Uh, but the uh, for the items on there, I mean, the space stations, I'm very excited. It'd be nice to see it where it's uh, more of a um, kind of like the daily goals or there's like weekly goals or something where everyone could work towards it, where there's not a whole lot of pressure to get in there by the last minute. You'd be typically, if you have a competent 50 person alliance, you'll be done about, you know, at least five days in of the week or something if it's part of the progression for the station. Or whatever. It'd be nice. It, I like daily goals. It'd be nice to see something like that expand upon where it's you don't have to worry about completing them if you put in a little bit of effort, but there's always more to get if you keep going. Uh, so with that, it'd be nice to see them try to explore that. And less with the past few months, they've been kind of having pay wall content versus pay to speed up content. It'd be nice to see more free to play content with the pay element being to speed it up. All right, very good. Thank you very much for your comments there. Let me come to the Obsidian Order. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Obsidian Order, that is, you're on server 30, no, server 20? Uh, I got that right? No, no, I was on 50. Now we're on ah. 51. Um, and we were, my alliance actually was the first and the only cross-server alliance to merge. We were Phoenix. We merged with Obsidian Order. Lots of pew-pew. It's been fun, minus the insane lag. <laughs> well, uh, welcome to the stage. We appreciate you being here. So server 51 now. Uh, you take a look at the roadmap. How do you feel? Uh, cautiously optimistic, mostly because I live in a land of delusion where eventually Scopely will launch something correctly the first time. Um, 
And <laughs> see, you and I have that in common. We, we feel the same way. Like every single month I approach it like, all right, this is it, Ripper. This is the month. Everything is going to be perfect. And, you know, so oftentimes that may not actually occur. But well, that's the that's I'm the, not sure I'm the my, glass land of delusion, guy. my land of delusion may not be that delusional. I would be happy with <laughs> just okay. Um, but I, I think the star bases have a huge potential. They've been promising for before. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Dang, it was right at the peak of the sentence. Yeah, I too. know. It was like, was that was like, the no. meat. It was the meat There we go. He's back. <laughs> They've been promising PVP armadas since before I started playing. It would be great to, you know, drop a pin two minutes later. We, you know, it can't be a 15-minute timer, but we can run a PVP armada versus these stations that are alliance stations. You know, the only thing I fear as the Admiral is how are we going to upgrade this station? I don't want to be in charge of everything, but do I want everyone, I want everyone to be involved, you know, like daily goals that add up to something or, you know. Hmm. Yeah. He's, he's getting phone calls. Somebody really wants to speak to him on the telephone. It's a stupid push to talk button on my phone. Keeps on pushing <laughs> to talk. All right, so let let so you're looking more like alliance gameplay. You want alliance co-op where everybody makes a difference, and and regardless of power, everybody's able to contribute something to the betterment of the team. Yeah, you know, so that my level I don't have very many, but my level twenty-seven guy who can't kill, you know, go out and kill heavies in, in the capital trader systems can by doing his dailies and killing his 31s can contribute to whatever it ends up being because a lot of times those guys don't feel like they can contribute as much because well they don't <laughs> i mean when it comes to points and you know in cow other than doing their um sms they can't they can go grind all day long and it makes zero difference so that's what I want. I want my little guys to be able to feel like they can contribute. Okay. And, and I think that's a fair thing. I think that uh, Scopely has taken maybe a baby step or two in that direction with some of the more recent events that we've seen regarding Alliance, uh, you know, support and, and Alliance play. So uh, definitely could be something that we see more of in the future. Appreciate it very much. Real quick, DJ, don't we already have a system that I've never used in ROM space that uses arena warp cells to, d to get there? I don't know if yes. that was ever a thing, but isn't that a, that sounds to me like a, I go and die when I try to blow up your auger, but I have fun kind of thing. That's exactly what it was. It was arena style PVP uh, way back in the day. That was when uh, the gauntlet event first presented. And, you know, really, for, for lack of better terms, that event was probably Ripper. Wouldn't you designate that event as, as an ultimate failure? Um, it, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a bad lead up. You know, there were some other events that that led up to that event. Uh, but the, the, the conclusion or the finale of which Scopely does seem relatively too familiar with the inability to to finish strongly that event had a had a massive letdown at the end of it and the systems have never been used since so um but that is that is where they are thank you uh late to the party from the obsidian order welcome to the stage from server 138 warrior 
Uh, where in the world do you hail from, Warrior? And uh, how do you feel about your roadmap today? Welcome. Rut row. He turned his phone sideways, Ripper. Maybe. Uh-oh. Or, yeah, you know, trouble with push to talk or various other things. Various things. All right, use so your we'll... cell phone as a steering wheel. <laughs> we'll bring we'll bring we'll leave warrior there just for a moment and we'll see if we can get him back uh in the meantime i am going to presume that our next speaker uh hails from uh the great state of new york from brooklyn i'm just going to guess right ray yep all right welcome from uh brooklyn new york uh what server do you play on ray and how do you feel about today's announcement server 40 uh it should be interesting. It, it looks like it looks like a good idea. Uh, one of the things I'd like to see uh, moving forward in the game is the ability to, to, when the ship is deployed, to be able to swap an officer from below decks to uh, a bridge officer. You know, that's something that's been asked about a lot, Ripper. Uh, technologically speaking, there's reasons why that hasn't been able to present because your station is kind of where things reset. You know, you look at even some of the exocomps we got now that will continue to work outside of their timer. But once you actually dock uh, or get destroyed, that's when those things end. It's like the station is like the the reset, uh, if you will, for the state uh, that your ship is in. Now, that being said, this could very well possibly be implemented, Ripper, with the implementation of Alliance Starbases, an ability to actually dock in space to change things around, to bring other officers. Can you imagine going into a PvP battle, for example, Ripper, and bringing both Marcus and Charvenik, but you got one of them on the lower deck, so that when you do get to this Alliance Starbase, you could swap around your bridge crew. Uh, and, and actually, using the station mechanic, you can have it reset so that those buffs and, and uh, abilities will actually accurately work in space without you having to warp all the way home. Is that a potential reality with this Alliance Starbase Ripper? I mean, sure, it, it's possible. Whether that's what something they want to do, that's a different story. And the other point that you would have that with that, Ray, is that, you know, perhaps, I mean, you've only one, we assume, right, on Alliance Starbase, you've only got one. So what if it is also not in a convenient location as compared to where you're trying to play? Maybe up to your Alliance leadership to move it? Uh, to a certain location or bring it closer to where the action is. But nonetheless, you would probably still have some of those warp times trying to get to and from even the Alliance Starbase. But, yeah. you know, that could certainly be an improvement upon warp times and things like that, especially if you were, you know, housed in deep space or all the way down in, in origin territory. It's certainly possible. Right. Uh, it would be nice to have the, the ability to, say, go from grinding to switching to an armada crew as long as you have them on your in your below decks yeah without having to come all the way home and and recrew absolutely because even then you know i i you know what i could actually imagine a scenario which maybe maybe it's not possible ripper uh given the current architecture of the game but i would love the ability to to change those crews in that style without having to repair the ship you know if i was now of course if i went to an alliance star base i probably you know maybe would be given the opportunity to repair the ship but what if that Alliance Starbase did not support repairs, but still allowed me to swap crew? I, I know that there's a million the, scenarios the, where I'd like to move crew around without without repairing. I mean, the, the, the you can't change crew 
unless repaired, that's a more that's what we want and not it doesn't work or wouldn't work. Like they're trapped in the turbo in the turbo lift. They can't go anywhere until the turbo lift is repaired and then they can they can come out. <laughs> if you want to put that kind of narrative to, on it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Sure, for sure. We'll go with that. They're stuck. Anytime your ship is damaged, they're stuck in the turbo lift. All right, Ray, thank you so much. Appreciate you, buddy, for being here. Uh, Warrior, do we have you uh, back on our stage? Uh, Warrior's gone. All right, low. So let's come to Dr. Baldwin. Uh, welcome to the stage. Appreciate uh, you being here. There you are. Server 54, where in the world do you hail from? And and what do you got to say on the topic matter at hand? Ottawa, Ontario. Got to get a little Canadian perspective in here. Can you hear me? Uh, I, hey. I'm sorry. I, I did not catch what you said. Go ahead. Ottawa, Ontario. Ottawa, hey. Ontario, Canada. What's up? Got to get Welcome. some Canadians in here. There you go. Um, Welcome to our northern neighbor. What do you think, bud? I'm always excited about things they released, and I'm always disappointed when they release them. <laughs> So I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, but honestly, if I could say anything to Scopely, is they got to give us quality of life before they give us new stuff. Um, I, I complain about this on a regular basis, but the lag has become so intolerable, it's not even funny, and the cross-server stuff has made it even worse. Like, my entire server complains daily about not even being able to switch their mining notes. That's how bad our server has gotten. So, like, I would love them to release new content, but if they're not going to fix the lag, then it's just going to make it worse. Ripper, I, I wouldn't jump to the conclusion to attribute that to cross-server stuff, but you know. I was getting ready to say, because, I mean, really, this was just points. There was no interaction. There was no, um, you know, additional load on your specific game state. This was more or less just reporting to, to those servers as far as the leaderboard goes. But, you know, it does bear the question. It does uh, have merit. Ripper, is there potential uh, impact? on lag as a result of what we saw this month with just across several leaderboards could that have made the game worse structurally um depending on how they did it sure um yeah. i'm I, again i'm not gonna jump to conclusions because i cannot you know i don't have insight into how how exactly the things are structured and, and what the code looks like possible they made it worse I, I, I can tell you like something else I, I can tell you, territory capture has been annoying for six months. It's oh yeah, right? But this past month, like I, I have to clear my localization to flip a mining node. Right. So I'm, I'm hitting that button. Like, if they want to give me a quality of life improvement right now, put a hot button on the main screen so I don't have to go into my, my general to find the clear localization because I hit it so many times a day. Listen, Scopely, instead of solving lag, just give us a, a, a desktop UI shortcut to automatically reboot the game. <laughs> That's actually really funny. And I would use that. I would totally use that. I Just throw that out there. That's really funny, Baldwin. Thank you. Go ahead, Jesse. I'm going to have to agree with Baldwin. I have noticed in the past month, lag has gone substantially. Uh, yes. Has gotten in, substantially increased. Uh Oh, for like, sure. Yeah, we like we have been vocal about yeah. it. Oh yeah, it's it's pretty bad. We have been. They are aware. Yeah, and, and I and I'm curious as to how much that has to do with cross server. But hey, Zoda, uh, I brought you up to the stage, but you got some background noise there. Maybe turn your radio down or TV or or your YouTube. Whatever but but it is I feel like it, I feel like it has has started getting worse even before cross server. 
was yeah yeah it was so, before cross server was introduced so I'm, I'm so I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, maybe that had something to do with preparation work and in the, the back end for cross server I don't know would be an assumption that could be made but again I don't have enough insight to actually see what why how what where when yeah you know it's not something we can just observe the behavior of no yeah all right let's come to the stage uh, and see if Zoda has got his it's a microphone fix. Zoda, uh, what Hi. server you come from? Where in the world are you playing? And uh, what are your thoughts? Okay, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, okay, gotcha. good. I got it fixed. <laughs> uh, I am on server 26, the Hive, and uh, I am from Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, in Canada. Oh. Welcome. Welcome to our northern neighbors. Uh, yes, it what, is what very like? cold. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been unseasonably cold down here the last couple of days as well. So yeah, what do you I have to add to negative uh... 32, okay? Woo! That's cold. Scorcher. <laughs> and that yeah. was Fahrenheit. <laughs> Yikes. All right, Zoto, what do you have to add to our conversation today? Well, I just I'm I'm excited about the Alliance station. I think I think this has great potential. Um I think there's a, a potential for maybe even instead of docking ships, maybe we can even port in our station and dock our station to double or triple or quadruple the power of the Alliance station if it's being attacked. Things of that nature, I think, would be really cool. Or we could port our station and even attach a station of somebody in the Alliance who is being attacked, if we could attach to them and extend our shields over them. Because sometimes it's not always easy to get a hold of Ooh. everybody and say, hey, get online. Ooh. Ooh. I don't like that one, Ripper. <laughs> I mean, that that would definitely be an alliance benefit, but oof, that well, the would, Raiders wouldn't like it. <laughs> yeah, that would that would kill raiding in a in a quick heartbeat right there. Uh, being able to throw a shield for an alliance mate. Yeah, I, I'm not a just from a game balance perspective. I think that that would be a, a would probably be a step too far. But you know, being able to port in or lend strength or you know uh, lend defensive capabilities. To, to that alliance mate, I wouldn't be opposed to something like that. Yeah, but I, different, there's different options, right? Port in the station and add a shield. Port in a ship and, you know, maybe it's an interceptor or a saladin with, you know, you got Mitchell and the whole base defense crew on there, you know, to help your buddy out till he can get online. You know, there's a few yeah. options. I don't know. Burns back, rating stead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if I, if I feel super... Super excited about that particular iteration, but uh, absolutely, uh, ideas welcome and uh, appreciate that very much. Zoda uh, from Canada. All right, let's go to the next member of our stage. We got, sh uh, so I, I would imagine that your name is probably supposed to be Shady, but I'm going to go with Shadzia and, and, and play it off Jadzia Dax from Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Shady. No. Well, yeah, it's Shadzi, actually. Uh, yeah, so I'm me over based in London, UK. So I wanted to give a bit of a European uh, perspective on this discussion, really. Right. Absolutely. Welcome in. Uh, over in London, what server do you play on and what do you have to comment on today? So I'm on server 175. We recently merged with 174. And uh, yeah, so things are looking better recently in terms of player population on our server 
But uh, the lag, general quality of life uh, is what I'm really keen on seeing the game being improved in the, that area. And unfortunately, I don't think Scopely are in that regard doing much to improve the game state, the everyday quality improvement that we want to see. It's all great introducing new features and bringing out new characters and new features into the game. But if we are not getting the basic right, what is to keep us playing in the next two years? Or what is it that brings us back to the game? It's the general fun of every day, really, isn't it? We don't want to suffer from lag. We don't want to be spending our time reloading the game constantly just, just to set our miners or whatever it is. And I feel that's not an area that they focus on too much at all. Yeah. Well, I, I don't I don't think there's any disputing that. I mean, we certainly haven't seen any major engineering style improvements, at least as far as lag is concerned. Now, on the other hand, there's been coding changes. There's been bug fixes. And let's not uh, ignore the fact that just this morning, there was uh, an unannounced, unplanned maintenance for European servers, and no, yesterday, no, it was canceled. It yeah. was canceled. <laughs> so they yeah. have a, about fifteen localization fixes. Yeah, I mean, overall, in terms of looking at the roadmap, yep, I'm very much looking forward to the lower deck abilities. I think that's a great feature to have, and there is great room for improvement in that regard. So yeah, that's something I'm excited about. But then again, like everybody else has said, it's all down to implementation, whether the implementation goes accordingly or how we think it will be. If it does go accordingly, then yeah, that's something I think there is everyday improvement in and gives a bit more to having these lower deck cards, if you like. At the moment, they're pretty much useless other than stacking the boost once you reach certain level where you can't really, they're not really doing anything other than select officers. And in terms of the Alliance Starbase, definitely I think that could be a game changer. I would like to see maybe, like again, as others have touched on to porting in, maybe even you don't need to move your base at all. You just, that's a temporary housing, if you like you know to do whatever you need to do for that period it is there and i think that would be unique uh something that brings different flavor to the game and perhaps that could be something uh, expansion of almost like uh, how do i say almost like the territory capture but to more a pvp level whereby you actually actively participate in uh, actively on a, throughout the day throughout the week you are actually contributing whereas the territories at the moment let's face it once the capture is done is pretty dead at the moment mm. well and and i had posed the question a moment ago has anybody seen any results from the uh the silent maintenance that occurred on the apac regions yesterday uh i saw in the chat that uh vengeance says uh the apac maintenance yesterday has marginally improved lag uh i'd be curious as to how much we would, I mean, obviously you can't quantify that, but um, like how significant was it? And, and was that just perhaps a result of lesser participation in a takeover or maybe slightly better stability within the client? Uh, what was the result of that APAC maintenance yesterday? And, and could they be onto something with, uh, you know, with regards to, 
to uh, actual game stability and, and lag, you know, uh, vengeance. Mm -hmm. If uh, you're able to, to chat about that and thank you, uh, Shadzi for your commentary. We appreciate that very much. Uh, vengeance. <laughs> if you're able to provide some, some extra feedback into something like that, that would be really, really curious. Uh, I'd be sure. curious to hear about that. Um, I will uh, war. Go ahead, Jesse. Yes. I was going to say, uh, the, uh, there, there's still reports coming in to this day of players' ships that have not been unstuck in the past week. So some have been stuck for like seven days. So I think Scobley needs to really look into that one. Just saying. Just throwing it out there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll take we'll take one or two more audience members before we get ready to wrap up here. I think we're approaching the three-hour mark, and that's probably about where we want to make that limit. Uh, Spuds, welcome to the stage. Uh, Spuds is a player that I interact with frequently not only within our own Discord, but also uh, you seem to be relatively active on the official Discord, Spuds. You're not burnt out yet over there. You enjoy the uh, the constant haranguing that occurs on the uh, on the official Discord. I do. Um, <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> I don't read it all the time, but it's fun. Do you have more fun in the official Discord than you do in the game? No. Because <laughs> you're, you're, you're there a lot. I see you there uh, very frequently. Uh, Spuds, where in the world do you uh, come from? What server do you play on? And uh, what do you think about your roadmap update today? I come from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Um, I am server 16. And the roadmap, I think the most exciting thing I'm, I've noticed on that is the Starbase. It's, it's a big question mark, but um, I don't hear that anybody's commented on the fact that they said that starbases would come with extra mines which is interesting does that mean that the starbase will be surrounded with mines will you be able to dock to the starbase and mine it um that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out but um it's it's sounding in my mind a lot like the territory capture kind of the territory iso kind of model where you have to get some resources you have your own stuff, but then you refine it and you contribute to the Alliance pot. That's the first place we've seen an Alliance resource that's together. And so the mines, the Starbase, maybe there's going to be some interaction with that. I, I can only hope and wish that everybody's been saying the word marketplace in the past. We want to market. Maybe. Maybe the Starbase is a way for Alliance members to pool and share resources. Maybe that could be something that would not come out initially. But um, <clears throat> if we're pooling Alliance resources and we're having Alliance benefits, probably they're going to throw some buffs on it, which they always do. But um, there, there's lots of options with the Starbase. They kind of left the, the, the canvas a little bit blank on that one. They did. And I, and I think that that was probably done with large intent to kind of gauge feedback, uh, see what ideas did sprout out of the community and, and what could be implemented uh, sooner versus later and, and just to see, you know, how, how impactful it could be, you know. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, there was, there was quite a lengthy conversation earlier on what some players could fear out of the Alliance Starbase. And, and Bubba Joe, for example, is, is specifically one that fears – uh, a a even a similar model to territory with the Alliance Starbase and wants to see something very very new. 
Uh, Spuds, thank you. Appreciate your commentary. Thank you. And uh, you know what? I couldn't think of anybody uh, better to wrap up with here today, uh, Ripper, than our friend from Server 20, Trader. Welcome to the stage. We're going to give you the final word today as we get ready to wrap up on our roadmap uh, preview and, and kind of just discussing what could be coming in the future of Star Trek Fleet Command. How do you feel? You're a server, you're, you're on server 20, you're an Ops 55. There's not a lot in the game that you haven't accomplished, and you have specifically stated in the past that you feel that gameplay is is stagnant for you. You've finished a lot of the loops that already exist within this game. What do you expect or what do you hope for out of this roadmap uh, implementation? Well, I, I'm mixed because obviously you guys were talking about earlier the Scopely reputation, which it is what it is. And, but I, looking at the roadmap and looking what they have planned, am actually kind of excited about it. Uh, I hope that it lives up to my expectations. Uh, both with the server versus server PvP and with Starbases, I think both of those mechanics have a phenomenal opportunity to really increase the vitality of the game. And I hope that they do. Um, you know, I'm with, for what it's worth, I'm with Bubba Joe that I really do not want to have to defend a Starbase. <laughs> I really don't want to have to defend a Starbase. But I think that the mechanic, even without that, can be really engaging for the Alliance as a whole. It can be something, you know, we talk about the community aspect of this game and how important that is. I think that that's another way to increase the community uh, and increase the, you know, our Alliance integration and, you know, just really bring us, bring a group together. I think that if it's not limited to alliances with territories, that that makes it even better because that gives smaller alliances, you know, a way to participate in the game and get some advantages that right now they're locked out of, um, at least on a server like mine. So uh, again, I'm I'm really excited about it. I hope it lives up to my expectations. I am. Uh, I don't really get excited about much, but this is something. When I read that roadmap, I was like, oh, this could be really, really awesome. Let me let me dive into that just a little bit with you because you you have uh, been a, a more vocal contributor here as of late. Uh, let me ask you about your expectations specifically uh, coming to say, for example, the the star base. You mm -hmm. say that you want the roadmap to live up to your expectations. What is it that you actually expect? A way for our like within our alliance for each member to contribute. Um, and for it to give some kind of interaction with the group. So when they talk about, you know, okay, well, you have mining nodes or there's ways you can dock ships there or whatever, like that sort of thing, because I, I played EVE very briefly, but if it was like an EVE type mechanic where the Starbase, Starbase actually means something to the Alliance and there's benefits that it gives to the Alliance, I think that that can be a really, a really great addition to this game. Um, and, and so you talk about buffs. You talk about those mining notes. That would be awesome to not have to, you know, fight over G4 mines, which is becoming a thing in, in my server now as more players are heading into G4. Um, you know, I, I think it would be a real, a real benefit to, you know, to, to the game as a whole. Do you expect that these mining nodes, do you expect it to be a territory style reiteration or do you expect something completely mind boggling and new? Uh, even potentially um, new new areas of the map, new systems or new uh, mechanics of which 
change the definition of mining as we know it. I'm hoping that it's a new mechanic that we don't have. So right now, no matter where it is on the map, new systems, whatever, you have a system and you have nodes in the system and you go in there and you park your miner on it and you let it sit there forever, right? I'm hoping it's not something like that. I'm hoping it's actually something attached to the station itself. So you can, you know, dock your miner on there and the, the station is set up that particular day or, you know, hour that it, you can mine or just connecting to the connecting up to the Starbase and docking there. I think that that would be, a, I think that would be pretty, pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> I'm just, hoping it's just something different. For the sake of comparison, what would make that different than parking a ship on a node versus parking a ship in a station? Well, you don't have to fight. A, so here, when you talk about systems, right, it's like, okay, how are you going to control access to it? Is there going to be controlled access to it? I mean, if it's just more of the same, I mean, I don't know how in the game necessarily, and I'm not Ripper or, you know, Jesse, I, I don't know enough about the mechanics of how something like this works, but I, I just don't see anything different with adding more nodes in different places just because you, you attach a system to a Starbase. I don't know that that makes sense to me. Uh, you know, a Starbase should be able to be put wherever the Alliance wants it to be put, and you can do whatever you want wherever it is. That's how I kind of look at it. I mean, if you want to go with like straight Star Trek lore, that's kind of how they did it. They're going to put, you know, the, you know, this, the star base in the middle of, you know, whatever quadrant. And there you go. You can go there and you can do whatever you want. So that's what I'm hoping it is. I would like it if it was. <laughs> it does sound interesting. And, and, you know, again, Scopely left this very, very vague uh, as to what we can expect and what they're actually working on. Um, I, I, I think that given what we can see and given the very little bit of verbiage that we've seen in the roadmap announcement, it does definitely appear that, that Alliance, uh, gameplay or Alliance, uh, structure or participation or, or even the community, the sense of community within an Alliance could be a focus, uh, for what Scope is working on throughout the rest of this, uh, next roadmap. So. Could be really, really interesting. And Trader, I thank you so very much for your comments. Uh, as we get ready to wrap up here today, I want to thank everybody who's been able to contribute and come up and say your piece, as well as uh, explaining and, and diving into what this roadmap may represent. Of course, I want to thank our studio engineer, uh, Stevens Aaron, today for running audio, as I am just sitting in the vehicle with my foot on the gas rip for many hours to come. But we will... For the sake of segmentation and enjoyment of our podcast, we'll go ahead and wrap it up today. But don't go anywhere. We will stick around for uh, some extra conversation and, and maybe some, some extra banter back and forth uh, after this show, if you're listening in our live studio audience. And for those uh, others, uh, thousands and thousands more listening in podcast form, we appreciate you so very much for downloading and supporting our content here within the Talking Trek podcast, this being a subset thereof, Talking in Cars with DJs. Thank you to our guest today, Bubba Joe, uh, Super Jesse, <clears throat> Criminal Ripper, and Captain Mark. Thank you guys for being on our stage. Appreciate you guys also very much. Rip, I'll give you the final word. What is uh, the plan or, or what is uh, your, your sense of feeling over the next couple of days and uh, what you know about the month of April? Should players be excited? Um, there's potential to be excited. Um, 
Should they be excited? I don't know. Also, what what do you mean next few days? They're going to be busy and painful. <clears throat> busy and <laughs> busy and painful for the content creation team that is, uh, as there is a lot of of prep work that always goes into Arc Fall Day. So what we'll do is we'll shut her down right here. And thank you guys all for listening. My name is Ultimate DJs. I want to thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode of Talking in Cars with DJs, exploring March of 2022 and their latest roadmap announcement. I want to thank you all for listening. Talking Trek is a registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. I am your friendly neighborhood cat person saying meow for now. Love you, mean it. Well, catch ya on the next one. Y'all be good. See ya.